0: A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What a mind.
1: What draws my admiration. What is that which gives me joy.
0: Baseball. <laughs>
1: Alrighty folks, welcome back to another episode of the Pull Hitter Podcast. This is Rob DiPietro of the Dead Pool Hitter coming at you with another episode with my man Todd Whitestone reviewing the NFPC main event player movement in FAB. We are joined by a special guest, the robot himself, Mr. Phil Dussel, Mr. Winner of $325,000 last year, crushing the competition in the NFPC, winning two overalls and cashing in all 21 of his leagues fascinating if you haven't heard that by now now you know um we get into some in-season management talk fab talk um we question fail on some of the bigger name um, prospects that were just fabbed very highly for george kirby alec thomas um just get his process on how he evaluates and projects going forward and then how he bids accordingly so a lot of stuff packed in here we had a lot of fun we we <laughs> Shit on the keep them honest bids and that they don't really mean anything but you'll hear it's funny we had a lot of fun there's a lot of laughter packed in here which is what you have to do when you're spending time with one another talking about fantasy baseball so hope everyone enjoys it all righty folks welcome back to another episode of the pull hitter podcast i'm rob di pietro the dead pull hitter i'm here with my weekly partner todd whitestone before we announce our special guest tonight and how he's doing. Todd, what's up? How are (laughs) you?
0: Not too bad, Rob. I'm uh, sorry that you're on the injured reserve list, but uh, hopefully we can pull through this one together.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm thankful you finally found a Zoom link um, after (laughs) me sending five of them to you. I mean, you know, we got people waiting, you know, but it's all right, it's all good, it's all good. Okay, Um, okay. Yeah, so we have uh, the robot himself, Mr. Phil Douceau on with us tonight to make fun of everyone's fab picks and <laughs> <laughs> our favorite thing to do during the week and um just to talk general fantasy baseball phil what's up welcome back to the pod um welcome back on here good to see you you're doing well what's up man
2: thanks for having me rob um i'd rather if you call me a robo gut from now on though instead of <laughs> robot
1: <laughs> the robo gut you know i mean you are proven to have a little more you know uh gut-ish feelings but i think the gut-ish feelings evolved from you know just uh good processes like it's more like a offspring of system being so on point right
2: yeah thanks so. on i think it's just working with with my formulas for so long i know what what the weaknesses are um so i've gotten to the point where if i have a tiebreaker then i know i know what to look at to, to break the tie or mm-hmm. um if this guy who's lower in the rankings then i i there's some guys that I um, just go with a gut feeling because I know some things aren't accounted for and and things like that. So I I'm, I'm getting there.
1: It's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be paying attention to your play. Once you start getting a little biases starting to creep in a little bit, (laughs) the one thing that you've always said helped you, you know, uh, versus everyone else that just didn't have that bias toward players. So, We're gonna keep an eye out for that, you know. Right,
0: right. (laughs) Any
1: human element you bring into your game, you know, might be best. Hurt him. It could (laughs) hurt him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, if anyone's listening to this podcast and they don't know what uh, Phil accomplished last year, I haven't had you on the podcast to talk about it. But Phil, you had the best fantasy baseball season um, that I've ever seen, that I've ever heard about. But um, you won several overall titles. crushed. Um I think how many league eight did you end up cashing? All of them, I know, but how many? Yeah,
2: all of uh 21. 21
0: and 21. One of them, one of them he beat me. <laughs> that was his biggest accomplishment. <laughs>
1: that was you think so? You think so? That's what I
0: think. That's what I think.
1: Don't you think the biggest accomplishment was like making the draft work and just you know just really had had my presence and and oh, and yeah, it, yeah. yeah you know it was yeah, just...
0: the, the auction draft where Rob yeah that was well Todd
1: you've been in the draft room with me come on
0: just yeah, yeah. just
1: be honest a little bit I have a little bit of an of an, an intimidation to me you, you know? got an
0: edge to you, you got an edge you know?
2: <laughs> I think it was the two beer limit I put on you for the auction that yeah, that really worked
0: <laughs> yeah I don't I don't I don't know if Phil knew exactly what he was getting when he when he asked me to sit in for him that's my personal opinion you know I so, was so
1: nervous I couldn't even drink water you kidding me <laughs> I was just like so nervous that they the, the connection wasn't going to work you know and yeah. that I wasn't going to you know hear him or be able to you know relay
0: well, well tell, tell the people that are listening you know so Robin he's got a hood on he's got you can barely see his face you know, he's got the earpiece in, you know, you don't know, who, you don't even know if it's a person sitting there at the table next to me. And uh, he's getting stuff from Phil and they're, they're working out, you know, whether they're bidding on a player or not. And it was like this air of mystery around this one person that was there. So I just I feel like you guys should do that again, even if Phil can make it to New York or wherever, you know, I think, <laughs> If Phil, if you could be in the next room and just relay to to Rob what to to bid on, that was just something to see.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Phil if Phil made it to New York, I made it to Vegas. I was gonna make it a case for like to sit with him the whole time. Just so, you know, it could be (laughs) just like a, you know, really ultimate intimidation factors.
2: To- yeah, really. <laughs> if we're sitting there together, it's fine, but having to focus and listen to every word in that room was so nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, just And even my internet connection went out for, like, 10 seconds when we're bidding on a player, and then it just uh, – it, it worked out, but it, it was crazy.
0: It worked out. So you guys beat me, so <laughs> that's all I can say.
1: And then this year at the MTM Ultimate, we you know, I was – doing the same thing but it wasn't an auction so it was a lot less i think once we got into the you know the first round and we made your first pick right it was just like yeah. oh this is so much easier than i know last year.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was so easy i think every it was one of the last um like I, i'd done a few drafts by then so um, like I was making every pick within five or 10 seconds, unless I was getting sniped and it took me a little bit longer. Um, right. But it was, uh, it, uh, it was so easy compared to the last year. Yeah. Two. Yeah.
0: Compared to an auction. Sure. Yeah.
1: I, I hope I didn't give anything up when like you would tell me who you're going to take. Or like who you think you're going to take. I hope I, I was trying hard to not make faces like, wow. like <laughs> That's a great, you know, like that's that's intense. You know, wow. And I would try to look around and like, make sure like no one was looking at me. I wasn't making any eye contact. And no,
0: no, nobody could see you, Rob.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, he feels very aggressive. So when, when, <laughs> when, when I heard those, like I'm taking him. If if it doesn't get taken here at this pick, and I'll oh okay, like I hope, <laughs> I hope no one's seeing that look I'm making. But, right, uh, right, right,
3: right.
1: Um, yeah. So Phil, um, in honor of our would you rather, I have a would you rather to start off with your uh. highly successful year last year, like you mentioned, twenty one caches, twenty one leagues, um, overall titles, league titles. Would you rather have the same exact year this year and then never, ever win another league <laughs> or just win one main event every year
2: forever? That's a tough one. boy. I think I'd rather just... Oh, oh man. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> what because money?
1: then you could have a splash like, wow, he I just know. did it again, but then fade and you might be like, I don't like know.
2: money wise that pay more to right. have another year like that. But yeah, if, I, sure. if I forget that part in terms of having it being fun for a long time, I'd rather just win one main event every year and being, being here for, for a while and enjoying it.
0: Yeah. It's fun to compete. Yeah.
2: It's, it's kind of like the, it's the, whole, the thing with, with the sports thing. Do you want to win one championship, and then miss playoffs for like five or 10 years, or do you want to be competitive for 10 straight years? Yeah, without winning a championship i think i'd rather just be competitive every year because it's about having fun being close to it having a chance to win um every year rather than just winning one year and then being frustrated the whole time <laughs> right
1: yeah. right yeah so you'd get more enjoyment out of it you'd get the ability to stay in and do something that you love to do versus like you said the the like the you know just another crazy amount, and then boom. But then, but then it'd be like, uh, you know, it'd almost be like a documentary like the guy who had the two, <laughs> the two best seasons ever and then never won yeah. again.
3: You know,
2: yeah. It, it, yeah, it I, don't, be, I don't want to be that guy,
1: yeah. It would be on Netflix, you know, 30, when, 30, when the robot turned 30.
3: human, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm writing the script now. Michael Jordan goes happen, to play but.
0: baseball, yeah. <laughs>
1: oh man! So, Bill, um, you know, we just got some questions that we wanted to throw at you. Uh, I believe Todd wrote up some, you know, questions about your uh, main event teams so far this year, and you know, we'll just throw some other questions about you about you know basic statistics that are going right now and then we'll get into after that we'll get into Todd's article and um we'll talk about some fab so um yeah Todd why don't you take it away and um
0: okay yeah I had a few for you Phil uh, so the first one was I looked at your four main event teams and there were seven players that you picked twice and I assume that they those, these are at least in the top 10 picks top 10 only um, and I assume these players uh, look good on your, you know, your models or wh- how you projected them. So I'm just going to read them off and, um, and ask you for any sort of reaction or uh, th- that you really wanted these guys in the top 10 picks and were really targeting them, or they just fell to you and you thought they were reasonably good value. So they were uh, Dylan Cease, Kevin Gausman, Aroldis Chapman, Tommy Edmond, Josh Bell, Wilson Contreras, and Yon Moncada. So uh, those are the seven. And any, you don't have to comment on all of them, but just anything that jumps out like, oh, I really was focusing my draft on getting these two or three guys out of the seven or whatever.
2: Um, Cease and Gossman are the easy ones. They're two of my favorite pitchers and even in my diamond draft which is my highest money league i took them in the three three four turn which was basically their min picks mm-hmm. um chapman i didn't want two shares of it it just worked out that way so I, probably, I think i got to a point where um there was one closer left and he was there and i needed one so i, I took him there but um uh-huh. he's not a target and i don't really like him uh for obvious reasons but uh it kind of just worked out that way um uh, i love edmund i love um bell i like kind of just worked out that way Contreras, another guy i love so they they were all all pretty much big targets other than than chapman
0: okay so that you were you were looking for them at reasonable any reasonable yeah. cost okay yeah
1: yeah uh, t- a tie-in question that you um you said you did it in the diamond which is your most expensive league that you pushed up um and galsman to like three and four why why in that
2: league um just because it's it's the highest money in that league, I was reaching for every single guy I wanted. Um right. So were,
1: you're playing playing your ranks more versus than playing the ADP, like just making ADP go down yeah. a window, like and it's just your rank versus everybody
3: else's.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I mean in the mains, I've got four mains, so I didn't want like my limit was two uh for later picks, that I was mixing it up, but I do I didn't want season three or four leagues, same thing with Gossman because injuries can happen, or whatever. So my my max was two leagues for, for those guys in the first. Um, 10 mm-hmm. rounds. Um, but in the diamond, it was just about getting every single guy I wanted. Um,
0: right,
2: right, right. I i basically went with the blank slate and just getting every single guy I wanted. Sure. Um, and then I had the ultimate after that, which is 5,000 instead of 10,000. Um, in that one, I was trying to differentiate from uh the diamond. I think the only guy I got in both, at least in the early pick, was Tom Yedman. Uh, just because he was slipping late in draft season and he, it was too hard to pass him up.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I would totally agree with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what about now? Josh Bell has been pretty good. He's not been fantastic yet. Do you still think that he's going to, um, you know, really uh, pay off, maybe get hot later in the season?
2: I think he has, he's, um, his batting average is really good, isn't it? Um, uh,
1: yeah, I, I he was still in it. the 340s. Yeah, he's
2: getting, uh, yeah, 333 four home runs um so okay. yeah but like he, he's we're going to talk about a little bit later about the ball but i think he's one of those guys like all those like 20 25 home run guys i think they're the guys that are getting hit the most at okay
0: this
3: point.
2: Uh, so i think once once we get in in june july august um i think the power is going to come up for, for a lot of
0: those okay And then the last question on the seven for me would be on moncada that would be like the one guy out of the seven that I really was not on myself. And he, he, you know, he's always tough to project because he hasn't really hit for power or really stolen bases in the last few years. Did you see an uptick in either power or speed?
2: Um, well, the speed was sort of, I, it, the way in, in my formulas, I didn't I didn't expect the speed. I think I had him probably, let me pull it up. Um, Let's see i had him for six stolen bases um mm-hmm. probably just because the spring speed it bumps him up he seems to he's the guy he's if he decides to steal he probably could and he said he's tried to steal what, like 50 or something like that. Right. We, we know that's not going to happen but maybe he can get the the 10 or 15 but that was sort of just a bonus um i had him for 24 hormones though nice so there's cool. some so there's some things in his profile um i'm guessing his Probably his max CV. last year max CV was of 114 or Mm -hmm. 113.8 so um that seems to indicate if you just have to lift lift the ball a little bit more Uh, but he's got the raw power to get more more home runs so um and so far he's kind of his two home runs in 29 plate appearances so um seems to be the kind of guy who could get that power going um
0: okay okay that's helpful so rob my next two questions were on uh phil's fab pitching and hitting ads did you want to throw one in or do you want me to keep going um yeah go ahead keep going okay so uh so phil on your pitching ads at least this is in the main i didn't look at your other leagues but um and it seemed to me and i could be off on this that you were not afraid to take sort of younger pitchers that were like relatively unproven and not even like overly heralded, you know, prospect guys like Matt Manning, Spencer Howard, Dunning, Fetty, Logue. These are sort of younger pitchers that really weren't highly sought after. And I was thinking maybe because you were just thinking that they would provide reasonably good innings and you thought your base of uh, starting pitchers was good enough that even if they gave you like a three and a half, four ERA, that that was not going to be uh that hurtful to you am i right on that or am I yeah
2: right? i'm not really in most of the guys i'm not looking for a home run pick um and i'm pretty sure i mean for a lot of these things i'm following steamer the, the guys that i ranked before to season my own projections mm-hmm. uh, but in season i'm using steamer a lot and, and the a little bit as well um and they're all guys that sort of came out pretty well Manning is Manning is is different. He's one guy like like before the season started. So, mm-hmm. uh, but like Logue, I don't know anything about him. Just the projections seem decent. Uh, but they're all like a little bit older. Um, yeah, I think they're, not, older. they're not
0: twenty one. They're all of them.
2: like no. really yeah, like Logue is twenty six. Um, Fetty's older. So it seems like I, I it might be something that's baked in the projections or like the. the 25 to 28 range, the guys that are that, like pitched through double AA, A, triple A, had a couple uh chances in the majors before didn't necessarily work out and then have another chance. Seems like those guys, like the I think a lot of those guys can get a four ERA. Um, yeah. and I think that's good enough for SB6, X, SB7. Right. Um when right. you have a lot of depth, you can just use their good matchups and maybe you get a 3.7 ERA out of them, something like that. Um, right. So,
0: so then, rather means,
2: than going for for like the home run pick, like a like a Kirby, where it's he could be back in the minors in three weeks, or he could be great. So um
0: okay, I got you. I think that's what I was thinking. Is that you were these guys will give you innings? They're a little bit more reliable, and your base is strong enough that it's it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, you 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 get these guys for six seven bucks on the wire, and um. You make multiple, I guess, stabs at these kind of pitchers and your, I guess, your probability of, of landing a serviceable pitcher is better than just, you know, putting it into one pitcher, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'd rather take 15 shots at 20 bucks than one shot at 300 bucks. And <laughs> maybe only two of them are going to work out. Maybe just one, maybe none. But at least I think all of them are going to be used for, for like, I don't know if loads can be good. We had a decent uh, decent two starts this week so he's usable next week he's got texas so it might be usable again so i get to see three starts where i think he's pretty usable in my starting lineup if he's better than i expect then i keep him for for a few more weeks months if he's not then i, I find the next guy right,
0: right. okay that yeah. makes sense um and then on your hitting ads um one guy that i thought really helped you so far phil is uh franco Um, He was really hot at the beginning of the season. Um, Now he's sort of slumped a little bit lately, um, but are you, are you cooling on him or do you think no, he's got such consistent playing time that, um, you know, he's a good guy to have on your bench regardless you don't have to worry I mean obviously he wasn't going to hit 320 or whatever he was doing early in the season.
2: Yeah, I'm going on. I'll probably be dropping him this week. I think I dropped in in one league already. Um, at first, it started because I had Moncada on four of my six bad teams, I think. So it was a good replacement. Uh, and I do like that the Nats, um, like the regulars, they play him every single day. It's not like one, like five or six times a week. They play him every single day. I, mm-hmm. I think he's probably sat once or twice since the beginning of the year. So um, that part was useful. Um, part of me was hoping he'd keep that up. It didn't. Now he's just looking like the same guy he's been for his right. whole career. Uh, below average, a little bit of power, yeah. no speed. So um, <laughs> at some like he, he, I think he he went from Moncada replacement, hoping for a little bit better, and now he's just this uh, in the in the streamable category. So mm-hmm. uh, if he's got good matchups next week, I'll hold him for one more week. Otherwise, I'll drop him, and then we'll see, gotcha. see after that.
0: Okay. And last question for me on this group was. Um, Abraham Toro you picked up on a few of your mains anyway and uh, you know he there was a period there where he looked like he was going to play more uh, but the the Mariners don't ever seem like they want to play him regularly as like the six out of seven day a week guy Um, do you think maybe he's going to get more playing time or again he was just a sort of a plug-in guy that you're willing to just move on from whenever.
2: I picked him up because I liked him. And then at some point he was playing every day. Uh, I I think the Mariners really like him, but now he's hitting like 156. Um, And I think I saw something how he was, I think it was three days ago, he had like um, 29 ground balls and zero hits out of them. And I think he got got his first ground ball hit this weekend, something like that. So (laughs) um, a lot of it is bad luck. But then last year he had, he was, really good for a stretch and he had that bad luck again. And with Houston, like he looked like bad luck again. So uh, maybe it's not bad luck and he just, there's something with a swing. Um, I still think skills are there, uh, but he, I don't know if they're going to get there this year. And now that the Mariners for some reason want to play Mike Ford over him and Steven Souza. So yeah.
3: um,
2: I yeah. see. Um, I, he was, he was a tough guy to hold this Sunday uh just he sat for two or three days i was hoping to just like one of those two day reset and they put him back in uh he let off yesterday and he's not playing today so um he, he's got this week but um if, if he doesn't get back to playing four or five times and get like a home run or something like that, this would
0: week, he's gonna be dropped i got you okay okay that was those are the questions i had for phil on that group
1: yeah, with Toro, man, yeah, man, he's, I just want him to, I, I think I want him to be better more than he's telling me he wants to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always uh, liked uh, him.
0: I always thought he was good, you know, but I, and the Mariners gave up, you know, Graveman, I believe for him. And I, I think it was something It looked like they were going to really, you know, commit to him and they really haven't done that. You know, uh, I was on, I, like, uh, I
2: don't know, like he, he's crushed double A um he crushed triple a in a short period of time but for some reason when he gets the majors like his career babbitt is babbitt is 221 in 681 plate appearances and he's hitting 209 um he doesn't strike out he strikes out career 16 percent of the time so he gets the ball in play um it's just for some reason he either doesn't hit it hard enough he pops out all the time it's weak ground balls um his max EV is pretty good. Uh, it's 108, 109, but it just doesn't seem to hit the heat. Like, too many miss hits. Um, yeah. His launch angle is at 19.7 this year. It seems like he's just getting the ball in the air, but he's not hitting hard enough. So um, I don't know. I think he's got the skills. See, he doesn't strike out and he can put the, the bat on the ball, but um, there's probably there's probably something about the 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 type of contact he's getting that he needs to fix um that worked in AAA. it's not working in the majors
1: yeah you know what he sees um i was looking at um ev analytics and he upped his um two buckets of launch angle one 23 to 34 degrees and one 38 and up and the tw- the 23 to 34 he went from 19 to 22 and the 38 plus he went from 21 and a half to now he's at 27 and that's like 90th percentile so He's hitting it hard, but I think um, his EV on fly balls is only like 20 in the 20th percentile. So he's getting that. He's trying to launch, but I don't know. It's not, it's not, Um, you know, coming off the vat as it needs to be. But I think, and, you know, like baseball is just a, a thing of inches, right? And that just changes a hair and, you know, he's, he might be on a tear, you know?
2: Um, yeah yeah i think part of it like might be with the with I, I, I know we keep talking about the ball but he's the kind of guy who's um he doesn't have the power he it, like if he had like stanton's power he'd be hitting like 10 15 home runs so far so he can get the ball in the air um but he just doesn't have the power to get to get it out so um i don't know because he's, he's he's probably needs to be more of a line drive guy than than a fly ball guy but uh,
1: yeah, and I and, and he, it could be just that he his I don't know, maybe uh they're pitching him differently and he just didn't, getting like a different angle on his loss, you know, from his swing. Um but I uh I like how they're at least trying to, you know, shake him out by leading him off and doing things like that. I hope uh hope he can get it going. I, I have many good amount of my keeper leagues too and uh um you know dynasty. So I'm hoping he can get it going soon. Um, uh, Todd I think you had one more right Nico Horner I think
0: Nico Horner you had him a, a couple times uh, Phil. you picked him up now he's injured I believe right now so is I assume he's again just a streamable guy that you're happy to drop if he's hurt or is this a guy that you really were more thinking of hanging on to
2: I actually held him I know I noticed like pretty much everyone else dropped him so I, I sort of second-guessed myself um but I, I, I don't know. I like the skills. Um, mm-hmm. Good average, low speed. I uh, can get the 10, 15 home runs. Um, doesn't strike out much. Doesn't walk much. So he gets the ball in play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of people assume that um, Simmons can take over the shortstop job. Uh, but Horner's defense is great. Uh, I know Simmons is great too. But Simmons is just horrible. Hitting the last few years, so right. Um, I think I think either one of them might move to second base, and Madrigal might be the the odd man out. So um, I'll, I'll hang on. I think they said it'd be pretty. It, it took them what four days to put him on the IL um, with the ankle. So um, I'm hoping by by Sunday we have more information. Uh, if he's gonna mm-hmm. be out, if he's gonna be out for two or three more weeks, and no, I'll drop him. But I think he he we might know on on Sunday uh, whether he's coming back soon or not so okay. i'll make a decision at that point but i do think they're going to find a spot for him he's been hitting well and i pretty sure they moved, moved them up in the order um recently he was uh yeah he started out hitting ninth pretty much every day and then the last few days we're moving up to six and seven so um i think that kind of shows they they, they like him and uh, want to keep using him
0: gotcha
1: I love me Nico. He surprised me this year. Um, you know, I really like his profile. I, I think it changed a little bit. I don't know if it's completely here to stay, but um, you know, pulling the ball more and he's pulling the ball in the air more too. Last year he pulled fly ball percentage 10% this year 26.3. So, and he's his exit velocity on fly balls is is almost at 94, I think. So that's solid. And I think that if he can, like you said, Phil, maybe, maybe he is a 15 homer type guy that we just haven't, you know, um seen that coming and with the speed and the dual eligibility. I like it. I think it's a hold, you know. I think I think yeah. they do play him. I think um it's uh he he definitely shown that he's capable of playing short as well too. So that helps him. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's the that's the safe, you know, that, that was the fallback, too, with the Simmons, just making sure that Horner was going to be able to physically hold up and play short, you know, because last year he had some injuries. So hopefully um, another young guy that I, I kind of like um, going forward. Um, all right. Robots, bold predictions. Let's talk about the bold predictions of the year, Phil. I know last year, you know, it, you had some home run, fantastic uh shots you know uh the the robbie rays um the logan webb calls um pretty magical you can look that up on twitter and see all the calls that uh phil made but talk to me about some of the ones that you had this year and uh trying to see maybe if you had i know it's probably too early for a full update but you know if anything caught your eye about what um you've hit or missed on so far
2: yeah, it's, it's not not nearly as good this year, especially with the hitting. The hitting is actually pretty bad. I've been um, – so uh, I actually added up the stats. Um, I, I call it team film and team ADP. Uh, and the, 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 way, the way I put the bowl predictions, um, I was taking, for example, had like Kettle Marte over Kyle Plucker. Um, where in my ranking, Kettle Marte was actually ahead of Kyle Plucker. Um and they're all, you, I post them on Twitter, you can look back and find them. Um, so, Team Phil is behind uh, by about 40 runs, by about 23 home runs, 40 RBIs, 13 stolen bases. And batting average is 245 compared to 259 for Team ADP. So, um, mm-hmm. I went bolder with the hitters this year than I did last. Year, and I think it's it's showing that it's it's a disaster. Um how, was might, the, where, where to how are it? the
1: plate appearances though? Because it looked like oh, I, I mean I'm, it's it's
2: 1458 against 1524. So so team fails has, has fewer plate appearances. Uh a like, lot yeah, of because they see like there's... the
1: Moncada. like you had some guys here yeah. that have missed Miguel I know, and Margot. Obviously, yeah. uh, you know, obviously gonna miss some time now, but mm. I see some I see some time missed there on your side.
2: Yeah. So I think it's, it's not as bad as it looks. And as I said earlier, I think a lot of it is because a lot of these guys are the the 15 to 20 home run guys. um, And they haven't had that power yet.
3: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: And I think they're the guys that are hurt the the most right now. Uh, Whereas a guy like Mookie Betts, Kyle Tucker, um, who else? Uh, Kyle Schwarber. um, They've got the power to get the ball out. uh, Even in, in, in tougher conditions. So. Um, yeah, just, I do think like that it. part's going to change a little bit. Um, so but, I, uh, but I do think part of it is um, my teams are still doing okay. So it's not reflecting in that. But um, one of the things is I, I probably need to regress my, my formulas a little bit more to, to ADP. Whereas like the guys I have are going to end up beating their ADP. Um, right. And the guys that I was fading might end, might end up not being as valuable as their ADP. But yeah. I I was just too bold in projecting in, yeah. in the well, production I mean, so.
0: Let's set this up for the people listening, Phil. That you know, you're you're taking a guy that's way down the list in terms of ADP and saying they're going to outperform somebody that's up near the top. So it's not like, you know, even if they're sort of in the same neighborhood, to me, that's sort of a victory because these guys that you picked are way, way later in ADP.
3: Yeah, yeah these are ba- basically we both picked.
2: In, in my projections they were all really close to each other so in the end if I, if they're anywhere close to each other in, in the end or about 50 15 in terms of my projections uh, yeah. then it's it's a big win for me yeah uh, like we're talking Manny Margot and Jonathan india which were what like 200 picks apart right. um something like that so uh but i do think it was probably a little bit too bold this year especially with the hitting um something I'll probably look look to fix but i think i like I think the guys i liked are still gonna gonna work out um uh, like i know ian habs still has power he has two home runs so far but right he's gonna get going at some point um mm-hmm. guys like that so uh on the pitching side it's been a lot better though um so i have team phil has 68 games started has 75 it's thanks of the andrew heaney injury um wins are 25 for Phil compared to 34. So that's the one category where I'm, I'm quite a bit behind. Uh, ERA 3.14 compared to 2.75. Uh, whip is even in, in, in both. Uh, and then strikeouts, the Mac 384 compared to 445, but that's to the innings pitch. In terms of strikeouts per, per nine inning, um, I'm a little bit ahead. They're about the same. And I think ERA, because uh, I looked up the Sierra as well, and those are pretty even as well. So I think ERA is still a bit of, of bad luck. Um, so other than the, other than the wins, um, I think these are going to end up being pretty close. I'm feeling good about these. Um, I can list off the guys. I like Freddie Peralta, Dylan Cease, Kevin gosman has been awesome, Zach mm-hmm. Galvin as well, uh, Tristan McKenzie, Drew Rasmussen, Jamison Tyon. Pavetta hasn't been great, but the last three, three starts, his Sierra has been really good. Even his ER has been good the last three starts. So um, Andrew Heaney, I'm, I'm holding on to, hoping he's, he's coming back soon. Chris um, Flax and I dropped where I had him. He's, he's the one I don't feel as good about anymore. And then Adrian mm-hmm. Hauser uh, was was a late guy I liked as well. So um, feeling a lot better about the pitching than the hitting. But um, I, I in terms of, of Twitter fame and how these both projections <laughs> are going to look, it's not going to be as good as last year. But I do think in in my leagues it, it'll work out.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. I love the comment in the thread too. What are you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> Rob Silver, I assume Phil doesn't smoke, but what's he smoking? Question mark. Whatever he wants to smoke after winning yeah, yeah, $325,000 yeah. in one year. Some of them are just good. You know, just yeah. like, you can see like maybe some of the more casual like fans who really don't know, you know, I guess the accomplishment that you had. And obviously people were just going to question it anyway because. You know, it's just a natural tendency, but um, just those comments like that—it's just great. I just love. I, ju- I just
2: remember last year, uh, one of the comments: "We want bold, not ridiculous." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up hitting on about half of half of these projections. They, they weren't as bold as as the ones this year, uh, but one of the ones I had was um, Robbie Ray over uh, Corbin Burns. Um, and then after, like, Ray had that injury. I think it was like a injury in his kitchen or something like that. Something weird like that. He missed the first couple of weeks, then he wasn't great for his first two starts. Uh and then someone said, like, like, how do you feel about this projection? And Burns hadn't walked the guy in what was it, like his first 30 innings, something right. crazy. Yeah, like that. first
1: like 57 battles. Yeah, uh, right, yeah.
2: So yeah. um I just remember someone saying, like, how do you feel about this one? And I just said, I still like Ray, obviously this projection. This bowl call doesn't look quite as good anymore. Uh, <laughs> but in, in the rise ball player, in the end, Robbie Ray ended up just edging out Corbin Burns in the end. So
3: um,
2: part of his reminder that that things things do change a lot after a month. Uh, so as weird as one of your picks or one of these projections might look after a month. Um, things can still change a lot.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah, like definitely can. Um, look at this. Too many standings every single day. But um
3: <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> I know. It's
1: so bad. It's so bad. It's like I literally Sunday when I just took a break from watching baseball, you know, did some house stuff, family stuff, and uh got back to like just retweaking my fab bids and in like a span of an hour and a half, like my main event team tumbled and I was just like instantly in a bad mood. It's so bad. I had to pull myself away. I was like, don't do this. Don't ruin your night because you (laughs) fell 20 spots in the overall standings. But it's just, you know, it's all good. I pulled myself out of it. I didn't do anything crazy, you know? Um, But um, Phil, what are some of the guys that you've um, that have seen the biggest change in value, either positive or negative through um, your, your system this year?
2: Uh, let me pull up
3: what I've
2: written down. Um, I think the biggest mover, uh, from the pitching perspective was Shane McClanahan. Uh, yeah, McClanahan and Eric Lauer. Um, two guys mm-hmm. had zero shares of. Um, I didn't see this coming at all. And if they do keep this up for the next four months, I'm going to spend way too much time in the offseason trying to figure out what I missed and what I need to adjust in my formulas. Um, that's usually my starting point. Like the, the guys I missed, I just dig deeper, see what, what I missed there. And if I can make adjustments. Um,
1: Great point. That's, that's wow. So like, even when last year you were successful, like those are the guys that you really were like targeting the ones you missed to see like, if you can even make your system even better. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm,
2: I'm always looking for new ideas to, to adjust things. Um, like Vlad was one of those guys last year. I, I, I just look at, at each number. I look at, like, were there any signs before? I, I didn't find anything other than, I mean, there's a with pedigree um, launch angle thing, but uh, I already accounted for that. So I think like, I, I just built it as, as a miss and they're going to happen. Uh, but like someone like Lauer with a strikeout rate way up this year uh more than 4k per nine um i'm just gonna try to find his there a sign was it his stuff was it velo and spring training uh were there signs in the last month last year that he was changing something that could pay off this year um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know they're, they're all I've, I've already spent way too much time and <laughs> looking testing every step but when there's a guy you miss it just gives you new ideas of, of things to things sure. to find things to look at i
1: think um, the idea of from Lauer might be to you know if you've tested all the uh you know data points it just may be like to look at the brewers right I mean yeah (laughs) I mean every single one guy makes such a huge stride every year you know and it's just magnificent like what they could do you know I I, it's just really impressive they just I don't know they they got a way of doing it right now
0: I think Lauer did show a little something though last year. It wasn't just uh, spring training with him.
1: Um, right.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. One of the things he had a lot of like good stuff. Like if I look at his, his, um, his strikeout rate per game, um, last year, like he yeah. had a lot of games with more than 10K per night. And then he had those little clunkers with, with just like four or five strikeouts in seven innings or three strikeouts in five innings. So, right. Um, I don't know if there's something there where it's, where, you can look at standard deviation of, of of their starts the previous year and look at guys or their best five starts, or guys that have shown that upside uh, or just missing the consistency. I don't know. It, it might be something. Um,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: It, but yeah, it's it, I'll I'll dig deep on guys like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the hitter perspective, um, Tyler O'Neill is the big clunker. Um, who's usually for for hitters. I mean, I'll I need. Probably at least two three months of data before you can really judge someone's skills, um uh, but the problem is the Cardinal's the new manager, he doesn't seem to be very patient, so um I think he's 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 sat what like for the last eight games, something like that uh if he doesn't start hitting in the next week, I think his playing time could be in trouble, and um he's he's gonna be tough to hold
0: yeah
3: yep
2: so. He, he's he's probably the biggest job for for hitters um but i and the one i'm really worried about right now i only have yeah. him in one league but um it's it's, it's just he looks lost um, power isn't there um and Oli Marmol just needed what like 20 plate appearances in spring to decide that tommy Admin was now his ninth hitter um <laughs> so if a guy strung out 30 35% of the time and hitting sub 200 um, he's gonna send him for Albert Pujols, who's hitting well right now. So,
3: yeah. you,
1: if you, <laughs> it's funny because like you could, you know, take away what he did last year. This is kind of like what we saw from him before the big year. So, can it just be? You know, obviously, it could just be this little blip of old him before he, you know, gets back in. I mean, he showed last year that he definitely made some improvement. So I don't think they just disappear, you know? And like I said, like, this is kind of the batter that we were cautioned against drafting him last year, you know? So could be just a little blip on, you know, but he has looked a little lost. I'd see him in the mm-hmm. Met game, even in the hits that he got against Diaz um, in the ninth, he just looked, uh, he was jammed up. He was just all twisted. He just doesn't, you know, but he's got, uh, he's
2: got five strikeouts today and six player appearances. That's far, dynamite. So dynamite, dynamite, <laughs>
1: that's dynamite. <laughs> Maybe he went too hard in the deadlifts in the off season. Uh, yeah, really, really. <laughs> you know, he's got to keep that beach pod for sure. Um, <laughs> so um, Phil, one thing I do uh, tend to do a, a lot of too much um, overanalyze, like while I'm setting my lineup and I you know, always wonder in my head what I should factor in to making a lineup choice, like um, how a, a batter is doing in the last, you know, two weeks or the last month or, you know, how granular do you get um, if someone's not performing as, you know, he, you, you know, as well as you would like or how they did previously, Um, And so I kind of let it influence my choices sometimes. Um, How do you approach that? Like, when is a player quote unquote code to you? Um, You know, how much does it, how much do you factor in, you know, anything that's going on this year into that choice? Or or is it just all like what they've shown historically?
2: Um, For hitters, it takes a long time. Um, Like it takes, like even... When we have it, like it's been proven, like for projecting the second half of the year, the projections are more accurate than the first half stats, um, and it's been proven. And we, it's just, it's human nature when you see a guy who has three hundred plate appearances and he's he's hitting three hundred with fifteen total home runs, you think he's a new player and he's going to change. But if if the projections say he's a two sixty hitter with the ten with ten home runs, that's the more likely scenario. Um, mm-hmm. So I think with hitters, you have to be a lot more patient. Uh, but I, but there is like a a, a hot streak factor. Um, I I factor in the last two weeks uh, just because I do things. Guy, guys can get get hot and cold, and I, I I've tested that. But whether it's a week, three weeks, a month, I don't know. I just tested two weeks, and it seemed to make sense, so I use it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I do think we get a little bit too. We probably overreact too much to the recent performance. Um and it I from a DFS perspective, it's probably different. And I I've never been good at DFS, so that that's probably part of my my weakness. But I think when we when we put a guy in a lineup for for three or four days, um timing the hot streaks and cold streaks is is really hard. So um I, I think that's one of the reasons probably why I've had success where I'm a little more patient with my players I, I do factor in like i said the last two weeks a little bit um but uh, but if if i believe in a guy um i'll keep playing him um no someone like kettle Marte was off the right
3: oh, i was just gonna say
2: he just yeah. gets going and you don't want to miss that weekend
3: um
1: right, right. That's that's the disc that's our thread. That's our text thread. Uh, it's me going, when do I bench Catal Marte in big capital letters? And then feels like, remember why you drafted him in 14 out of your 20 leagues? I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, you always just need that little quick, you know, but I don't know, but yeah, he's the guy that's just Stuck in my head right now about that because but okay. like if,
2: if he's playing three games against tough pitchers in your cold streak danielle i'll bench him for those three games like he's yep. dropping in my rankings like he wasn't like I, when he was struggling for, for a whole month he wasn't top 20 hitter anymore uh but he might be if i factor in the, the cold stretch he might be down to 50th for or 60th for the coming week and if he add in the tough matchups he might go down to 100 so there's right. scenarios where i'd bench him Right. Uh, but he's not an automatic bench because he's struggling. Yeah, like um, right. that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like if he's got a three-game set and one of the, he's going against Verlander in one game, Tyoneal
1: then- is up. Sorry guys, Tyler up. Base is up. Bases loaded, two outs, top of the fifth. Tyon Walker's on pitch eighty-eight. I mean. What are you going to do, Tyler O'Neill? Not against strike my out, Mets, though. I mean, <laughs> just hit a nice hard liner to left. Okay, he, he fouled off the first pitch, just swung at a ball on a shoelace. with um, <laughs> a nice sinker inside. So 0-2 now to O'Neal. Um, sorry, 1-2. Uh yeah, this is not gonna end up well, well for him,
3: just, you know
2: this, I mean? just to set this up properly, they intentionally walked Corey Dickerson to get the
3: power. <laughs> <on him. laughs> oh man.
0: Oh my
1: goodness gracious. Ty you know, O'Neal. the funny
0: thing though is that you you know I've watched baseball for a long time. All of a sudden, you know, you can get one swing that is just perfect, and then all of a sudden the guys can snap back into you know regular mode. And I've seen it happen. It doesn't always happen, of course, but I've seen it happen pretty quickly that a guy that has pretty good pedigree can just all of a sudden relax and start swinging better after one successful, you know, situation. So
2: is this the swing?
0: (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) It could be in August, though. That's the problem. (laughs)
1: He's got this. He doesn't have a defensive swing in him, Tyler O'Neill. He,
0: no, maybe his, not. His,
1: his, his, like, you know, take, take contact pitches, uh, swing is just him waving the bat like a toothpick. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is, in, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here with the, the bat. But, okay. um, I had a couple of questions for you, uh, about the offense, um, and the human door, but I think we can kind of tie, tie that into the when we talk about the, um, the MLB environment um, when we talk in Todd's article but one last non-offensive uh, environment question um, a lot of uh, you know um, talk online or on Twitter you know um, just been about you know guys like Clay Holmes and um, Duran on the Twins um, just like non-closers or um, even non-starters in general a lot of players are trying to plug in the Spencer Striders or the Keegan Thompsons, or, you know, just trying to time out like quality innings. Um, can it be effective? And um, also, you know, how can it be detrimental um, to your team if you're doing too much of that, I guess.
2: Um, if you do too much, really, you're going to get behind in, in strikeouts and, and wins and all those, I mean, you can, you can get lucky and, and get a bunch of play homes wins, but like um, over a full season, um and i think i just saw how it only lined out lined well, I, out sharply
1: yeah l- l- line drive to center i'm gonna check the EV on that i was like it was over 100 but no i'll take it see that's he showed us a good at bat that he's that he's gonna that's okay it can happen against another team okay <laughs>
2: um <laughs> wait, what was i talking about
0: uh the, the lack of strikeouts and wins mm. oh uh, yeah
2: yeah yeah um so yeah, you can get lucky with those guys but i feel like early in the year when when the weather is cold the ball isn't traveling as much um i want to get innings and i want to get wins and i get strikeouts um it and it doesn't feel like it's the right time to protect ratios um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you already feel they need to get those guys it's because you didn't draft enough starting pitching and you don't feel good about your pitchers and yeah you can i had a team with with four or five injured starters and this week i put in a bid on clay holmes hoping to get him cheap and put him as my um i got in the sp seven or eight spot uh for a week um but it's not something i'm looking to do long term it's Mm -hmm. it's not at this point i just want to get those innings and there's going to be there's going to be guys like that widely available in in june or july or august um Yeah. yeah Yeah, there's a top reliever's result we can go right now, but relievers pitch 10 innings. And we've seen starters be awesome for two starts. For them, it's basically the same thing. Um, once we have, I don't know, 30 innings, 30 innings of data for for the for relief pitchers, they're gonna find out a good guy who can get you a three ERA with some strikeouts in, in later in the summer when when you're when you're struggling to yeah. find starting pitching. So um that the one um different thing is we, we all say we probably afford one, one closer spec
3: um,
2: yeah. on our bench. Yeah. If you can have that spec as your eighth or seventh or ninth pitcher in your lineup every week, then that's a bonus. You're basically saving a bench spot and you're getting guys going to give you decent ratios, three or four innings. I'm, I'm talking play homes in this case. If you think Chapman might lose the job, then then I don't mind using him in your lineup every week. Um, and you've got to close spec at the same time. So I yeah. think that part could be worth it, but um, I don't, at this point, yeah, I don't want to be starting two closers with an extra believer and then another, like a stride or a Springs or someone like that who goes three, four innings. Um, I think you're just going to fall behind in strikeouts mm-hmm. and wins um, if you do that. And those are the hardest categories to catch up in, I think.
1: Yeah, because then you'll definitely be chasing those two start disasters in August just to try to fill out caves or something like that. And that's just
2: yeah. And I've said this before, like the the, the 90th best starter right now is a lot better than the 90th 90th best starter in July. Um like was like at at like in July, there's probably gonna be 20, 25 percent of starting pitchers that are hurt, unavailable for whatever reason. Um and the weather's gonna be warm, the home runs are gonna be up always me traveling more uh yep. you don't want to be looking for the royals fifth starter at that point even if he's got two starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so um, yeah, i agree
0: yeah. i i was fooled on strider because i the, the braves kept listing him as a, a starter in the rotation you know and they they kept it kept looking like he was going to get a regular start yeah and uh, he's he's capable of going five or six innings but they keep bringing him in in the third or fourth inning, so I think that was a mistake on my part.
1: And now with the, uh, I think Matt Mattek just went to the I.O., I think he's gonna be I think I, I think he's gonna have a permanent spot getting getting the Jansen right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. going through. I mean, yeah. Yep.
2: Uh, I, but I think, but I think that the skills are there. It was worth the shot. If you thought it right. could, oh,
1: could,
3: could be
2: in the rotation, uh, and that's gonna go. It's not that's not gonna hurt you if you do it for one or two weeks. You just don't want to be cycling those guys in and out and. You end right, up
0: right
2: eight weeks later having – um in one of those spots, a guy goes three innings every time. Uh, yeah, I,
1: agree,
0: that, I agree That's right. going to hurt you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, or like, you know, starting Juice Deckenreide or Hansel Robles, you know, just waiting for a save, yeah. you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's worse. Believe Fucking
1: yeah. blaze. I mean, that guy. Uh, and Cora. I mean, he's going to have three saves this week. I'm going to go for him this week again. Then he's going to do nothing in my starting team again. Oh, my God.
2: He's going to come in next Monday in the ninth. He's going to at 25 pitchers with yep. load of bases, two outs, and they're going to bring in Matt Barnes, who's going to yeah. get the save and then get the job back and
0: for a week and then blow it again. And it's
2: just uh... –
0: we could do a whole podcast on the Boston bullpen if you want. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: uh, man! It's I feel like every weekend we're talking about it. It's so crazy, Yeah, really. um, you know. But all right, Todd, let's uh, let's start off talking to, um, about your article. Let's, sure. Uh,
0: sure. What do you got
1: for us this week?
0: All right, so I looked at the whip category was what I was uh, examining. I don't think we want to go over the the run for game stat. I think you guys all know that it's down it's a little improved uh, from what Oh yeah,
1: let's it. talk about it cuz I got some questions. Okay, sure, about sure. The, Yeah.
0: So so the runs per game it was um it's up to 4.16 which is a little better. It's bad by 2021 standards which was 453 um and home runs are at .95 so that's a little higher than it was. It was like .91 or 92 uh you know last week or two. And the batting average is now 234, which is a little up. But again, last year was 244. So it's still depressed across the board. Um, so I, I would still say the environment is pretty bad for hitting. Uh, I just will also mention, because I included the pitching stats, that strikeouts are down as well. Uh, strikeouts and walks are down a little bit. So interestingly enough, uh, the ball is being put in play a little more even though there's not as many home runs. So I thought found that interesting. And I feel like yeah, maybe things are gonna improve, but I don't think they're gonna get back to the 2021 hitting levels. That's my two cents. Um, I don't know if you guys may disagree with that.
1: And actually, I just wanna make a quick note on the batting average. Um, you mentioned it was two forty-four. For last year for all non pitchers, it was even two forty-seven. So
3: yeah. I'll
1: even look at that like compared to this year, cause you know, there's no pitchers batting, and, and it's just uh it's it's pretty interesting. I just wanted to see uh what Phil thought about, you know, some of the offensive, you know, effects the either either the humidor had, um, you know, the lowest Babip since 1985. Um that's something that can be explained or it's just, is just, just too many things at play right now with the ball and the environment and unknowns that major league, like major league baseball just doesn't have, uh, um, I guess uh, an equally calibrated system throughout all the teams. What do you think, Phil?
2: Um, I think part of it's the humidor. Um, it's dry right Like April and may are among the driest months. And then, that's what the humidor does. And when it's, if that's what it did in, in Arizona, it's, it's dry. Um, and then at the humidor, it cuts down home run. So I think part of it, um, I think with the humidor, I think the impact of weather, of the, the weather warming up is going to be bigger than, than it's been in the past. Um, I do think like MLB dead in the ball last year on purpose. Um, so I don't think we're going back to 2019, 2020, and 2021 levels. Um, mm-hmm. When you throw on this slightly dead and ball, the human, or I think, I think their goal is probably like 2018. And I do think we're going to get that. The lower bit, I think um, probably a little bit of teams getting smarter with the shifts. Um, the other thing is we're seeing players haven't adjusted yet. So they're trying to hit home runs um, and not, realizing that they can't get the ball out as easily as they did before uh so i think that might change a little bit as well um one of the things i've i mean (laughs) one thing i find annoying is like whenever you listen to broadcast and or even on twitter if the if the ball is hit to the warning track it's always because of the ball like, yeah. like <laughs> the the word balls hit the, the warning track before yeah.
0: it's not it's uh, not always before yeah. this
2: year. It, yeah, it's we're not, so
1: hyper focused on it, right? Like yeah, everything right. is a big deal now. About I know. Ev- yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But one of the things like I I, I don't believe in any of the, the conspiracy theories. Um I do think <laughs> I just think it's a lot harder than than it is um to have a consistent ball.
3: Right. I like agree, I like
2: agree. like we're talking about like how the balls are stored in air conditioning. Um, now it's the humidors and just right. like they're hitting balls, 390, 90 feet and take away five feet from that. And it can drop home runs by like, I'm making up these numbers by five, 5%. So I'm like. Sure. That. Um, so um, I think there, there's a lot of it. That's that. I don't think, I mean, MLB, I mean, I'll give you that. The tr- transparency isn't there um <laughs> they're hiding things but i don't think um
0: no
2: I, I i just think it's something that's really really complicated and they're trying to fix it and yeah. they're trying to take take over i mean they bought rawlings in 2018 um they added humidors in every park they're working for consistency they're working on a pre-packed baseball to, to fix that the like the, the rub mudding whatever it is uh the mud sorry mud rubbing
3: yeah
1: mud um, <laughs> <laughs> um, rubbing
3: Run, yeah It's <laughs> <That's> great <laughs>
1: oh that is awesome um,
2: and I, I do think one of the things they might do is if if if, if they if they want to fix it they can change the settings the humidor. they might never tell us but i think right now it's like 70 degrees 50 percent humidity they can change that i'm pretty yeah. sure they can change that pretty easily across all parks without telling us enough it's going to go up yeah, sure. um, so that's when and I, like one other thing i look back for fun at um home runs per nine innings in the 1980s um i wasn't around so i don't know how if people were talking about it but it was like 0.73 0.64 back up to 0.80 then a couple of years 0.79 0.78 0.86 0.91 1.07 then back down to 0.76 so i think it was from 88 to 89 home runs dropped by almost 30 percent and like, it, it had to be the ball or something, uh, or something changed back then. And, and I'm sure no one cared back then because they were just watching baseball. But now <laughs> everyone's, we're measuring exit velo, the drag, and as soon as sure, something sure. changes, then we're going crazy. So, um, sure, sure, sure. Um, like, we're all saying that, I mean, Rob Manfred has has a lot of, I mean, I'm not a fan, but we're blaming him for not being able to get a consistent ball but it's been like that for a while we just didn't know about it and it, yeah. it was like that before with with other commissioners and i think it's just a really really hard process and i think they're working to fix it and yeah it, it kind of sucks right now but i do think they're gonna get figured out whether it's this year or two three years from now i think they're Working towards that.
0: Right. I don't think they're organized enough to have a conspiracy about this, really. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and just when you read some from some of the articles from Eno and he, he contacted teams trying to ask around like how they were storing dolls right. before. Yeah. And right. some of them are just like in a random container and like. <laughs> some, yeah. some,
0: some, yeah,
2: some closet. And then other teams had like, yeah, a some nice teams air are air ta-
0: they're taking them out of the humidor right before the game. And some are like, they're out six hours before the game. And so yeah. I, don't, I don't think they really know exactly what's going on. Yeah. So, so yeah, you can, yeah. you
2: can put in protocols. You can ask them to do this and that, but like even before they were supposed to be stored in, in air conditioned room at X temperature, but some teams weren't doing it for whatever reason. So yeah. Um, I, I, I just think it's really complicated and trying to fix it, but it, right. it can take a while. I wish it was quicker. I wish they were probably more transparent about it, but um, at least I, I expect it to get fixed at some point.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. I was listening to a podcast today um, and uh, Meredith Willis was talking about the ball. And she mentioned that like sometimes... Uh, it, the way it's left on a shelf or if it's just um out on something and it's on a flat surface kind of like just that one spot gets flat you know yeah and uh and then when it re-expands it just does something on life of its own you know and it's like we said like you know there's no uniformity in how they're handling it it's just who knows it's just really so many different things at play. Do you know, I just found that on that podcast too, that the owner of the Padres also has an equity into Rawlings with Major League Baseball? Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. know that either. I thought oh, that yeah. was really interesting. Um, I had no idea about that, but he does. I don't know how much. I think it's like 25% perhaps. Um, very, very interesting for sure. Um, but yeah, Ball's doing funny things. I think, you know, how, how do we do you think though that people like make a mistake in trying to over correct? Um, like how do you adjust to things like that? Is there a way?
3: Um,
2: I mean, if, if offense is going to stay down, um, the one difference it makes is that the mediocre starters are going to be able to go five innings and get wins instead of, of getting smacked around and coming out and, and after four and a third or something like that. So, um, if offense is down and starting pitchers go a but a little bit longer and they can get wins. Um so if you're trying to stream two start pitchers in in June or July, um if those guys can can give up two or three runs in five innings and qualify for the win, then they're usable. With they a more they juice your ball. If they give up three or four runs in five and four and a third, and they have no chance at the win, then their value changes a lot. So um, I think that's part of it, um, but I do think the way teams are starting pitchers nowadays, um, I'm not sure, especially following the, I mean, the, the, the minor, the young guys didn't pitch in 2020, so, um, and I think we're still going to see living things from starters, so I, I'm, I, the, the one thing I've, I wanted to avoid last year was streaming starting pitchers, and I managed to do it for most, if not all of the year. Um, and it's what I'm trying again to, again this year, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I I think it's the way to do it. Um, I might have to readjust next year if I see that the ball is is completely changed, and it is right. now again possible to stream pitchers. Um, right. I think in in April and May it is, and I think it always was, but I'm not sure later in the year it it will be uh, mm-hmm. something that, that that can work.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I like a I like a general overarching strategy like that rather than. You know, oh, um, you know, his his fly ball distance is 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 now seven and a half feet shorter and like change the whole home run to fly ball rate or you know, home run percentage. Is that getting too into it, into the weeds, or or can you do um, that? And
2: I think if you look back at well it's all it goes back to everyone's blaming the ball for everything. Um <laughs> And, like, if, if the guy has a bad year or if he has a good year, oh, it's 2019, it was the juicy, year, and the bad year in, in 2020, ball, oh, it's, yeah. it, it's just <laughs> – but there were guys that, had, that struggled in 2019 and guys that, that broke out in, in 2018, things like that. So it, it's not always the ball. No. Uh, but when you look at a single player and you see home run totals go from from 15 to 35 or 40 in 2019 and say, oh, it was the ball. And now it's not going to be like that yeah. anymore. Um, I do it's think a- it, affect, it affects some players more than others. Right. um mainly the the 15 20 home run guys the the i the 110 max ev guys uh who need all of it to get it out whereas um stanton can miss hit a ball and, and still get it out right. um right. so but i i do because now we're dealing with 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 the dead ball cooler weather um players making adjustments uh so i think that i on, on a granular basis player to player i haven't paid that much attention to it i think it'll affect mm-hmm. most players pretty evenly um some players more than others but if you like a player you like him whether the ball is like yeah. like slightly better or not so maybe it can be a tiebreaker but i don't think it has that much impact on on the overall base and you can say yeah. I, I should have gone for the for the higher power guys but if if you get all those guys and you're behind in, in average and stolen bases. So, um, and I don't know, I, I've been saying it for, for, for this whole podcast, the it affects, affects those guys, but Joey Gallo is not hitting home runs right now. So, he, he can, <laughs> I think it's too early to tell. Um, right, once right. we get in the offseason, if, if we know that this is the new norm, then I'll, I'll dig into it, see if there's adjustments to be made. But for now, I think I'll just keep, keep going as is and, and hope it right. works out. Right, I
0: agree. Right. And if I'm so,
2: behind in home runs I'm middle of the pack in home runs start being near the top, then I'll 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 be adjusted. higher in average and I'll I'll figure something out. And then in once we get to July or August, I can find a I don't know, Daniel Volkobach or guys like that just to, to bump up that power if needed.
1: I think from what I understand that if the seams are expanding once the balls, you know, is like just a misplaced uh, or mishandled or the wall inside of it, we expand and the seams get bigger. So I guess backspin gets more affected by that um, at a certain height. It becomes the backspin becomes a detriment to the ball flight. So yeah. maybe Gallo is hitting them too high, you know, like they're getting yeah. too, caught up in the air yeah. rather than the tommy Edmund missile that goes out <laughs> of the stadium i think i wasn't gonna mention tommy yeah. Edmund, but hey you mentioned the i think i have a book title for you it's not always the ball that's it you said it it's not i always think the ball. yeah i think maybe even a podcast called it's not always really, the ball
0: <laughs> and every
1: day it's just a 10 minute like snapshot into yeah. why
0: you why shouldn't blame the, the ball. ball yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Except on my fantasy team, it's always the ball. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you see that that video of um, I was I think it was the Marlins where two balls were hit like, yes. like in the same inning with the same velo and yeah. same launch angle and what yeah. went like 30 feet further? But um, at first, when I saw it, I was a little bit curious. But I'm like, have you ever played golf? Like, you can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you slice a ball, it doesn't go as far. If you draw it, you can hit it. Fifteen yards over the green, and even though it, it looked like the same contact, just spit on the ball affects the distance so sure. much. It's not about it's not about the angle or, or the below or it can be the wind. You can have a
0: no, a, sure. A, like, it's, like, it's just a, I think there's a lot more variability in the ball than there should be. That's my my two cents. Is that? It like, is. I think it, there's dead spots that they've said on the baseballs now, and. I just think they got to make it more uniform. It's, it's must, it's not that the ball is terrible or can't be hit for a home run. It's just that it's not, uh, it's not consistent. I, it's
2: I, not- I think, I I think the ball is the same, but I think the way it's being stored, if a ball was, Fight. was taken out yeah. six hours or if they're just grabbing it right before the game, just yeah. in, like, like the way you said, the scene expanding some, depending on the park, depending on the batch of balls, it's been in new middle for, for two weeks or for a month. I don't know. Um, I, yeah. that part, I, I believe, or if 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 the truck ride was 12 hours <laughs> or 36 hours and it was, I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of things like that can have an effect yeah, on yeah. It, it depends on, on the
0: batch. Yeah, like so. cu- customs going to Toronto. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the podcast I listened to was Bleacher Blum uh, with uh, or Bloom, with Jeff Bloom. He was a former uh, um, Major League Baseball player, but um you know, Meredith Willis was saying that they're, they're, they have leftover balls from last year, you know? So who knows how long they yeah. have been sitting mishandled, miss, you know, miss, you know, who knows? It's just, there's so many, there's so many things that could go into it. And yeah. um feel like, like what saying if you had some league. balls
2: that spent like, like, four weeks in the humid or last year and then they just took them out in the winter and they just put the, put the back in this year or something like that. I'm sure that can have a, a big impact on it as well.
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. And like you said, we're just, everything is just getting hyper analyzed and hyper, you know, um, I think it was a guy from driveline mentioned something like you were saying he, how in golf, uh, you know, he showed the, the, um, the spin of the ball, both of the balls that were hit and they were just hit differently mm-hmm. left to right too, just like yeah. sliders and and changeups move differently. Right. Like both right. of them move differently because it was struck differently. Um so all right, Todd, take us back to the article. Let's talk yeah. about some whip. You do you know guys know anyone who who pronounced the like um H like a wh- um whip.
2: I know oh, it was it in uh in Family Guy cool whip.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like watermelon. I don't know.
0: Okay, yeah. well, whip. Uh, is That's one I of say... my pet
1: peeves. And I <laughs> okay, so sorry what... for anyone who does it. I still I love looked,
0: I looked at the uh, over the last three seasons. You know, the whip, except for 2020, because that was a short season. So the whip was uh 120 in 2019. Then, then in 2021, it was about 116, 117. And this year, to get to 80% in the main event, which is the target, just under 112 is what you need right now. So um, that's pretty low. I mean, you know, if you told me this at the beginning of the season, I would have been pretty surprised. Um, I mean, that's like, you know, you're seeing teams in the main event that have a 1.07 whip. You know, that's probably Phil's uh, team or whatever. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got a 1.06. I got a 1.02. Bam. Right, well, well, I mean, you my know, other team
1: it, is terrible. It's a 1.2, 1.208. So that's out of it, right? That's, yeah, that's yeah, out that's of it. Yeah, that's
0: like, you know, that before that would have been just fine. But now it's like, you know, you're, you're fucking way ball. Down the list. Fucking yeah. ball. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I told you it's the ball. Anyway, so, so that, just for people trying to calibrate and look at their stats, you know, I think that you got to readjust because my, my two cents again is, that I think this is gonna be roughly the same. I don't expect the big rebound that I've heard some people discuss. Um, But anyway, I did also provide, if you guys wanna take a quick look at the top 20 uh, starting pitchers that uh, in terms of whip so far through 514 anyway. Um, And Justin Verlander is the number one pitcher in terms of whip, uh, which is pretty amazing. He was ADP of 92. And then Phil's boy Zach Gallen is number two at sixty five point sixty five, um, and then uh, there's a there's assorted other wow. luminaries. Um, Kershaw, Kershaw was doing great before he was injured.
1: Scherzer seven so one three seven Verlander Kershaw Scherzer like the old guys just killing yeah. it.
0: Yeah, wow. yeah. There was some uh, so so. There's a bunch of names on here, some of which are players that uh, Phil mentioned, like. Rasmussen and Gaussman uh, are on the list here.
2: Miles um, Nicholas.
0: Nicholas is all oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you know, the, these are not all pitchers that were drafted in the top one hundred. I mean, these are a lot of these guys were drafted past one hundred or even two hundred. So you some guess- of them
1: are not even only just pitchers. I mean, freaking Shohei Tani, eighteenth yeah. with a .96. It's just fascinating. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Tom, but it's just so fascinating just to see his name lumped into like strikeouts you know yeah. like he's just oh my god what an amazing
0: what an athlete we yeah. should
1: petition that you should just always get both of his stats you know like you he'd deserve the, to get all he'd the, the stats he he'd be
0: so far the number <laughs> one player in any league, oh, any my league god. That you could use both he'd be so far and away the number one pick i mean it's just amazing what he can do um, One of
1: my home um my home dynasty league we have where we switch um it's on fan tracks we switch um batters and pitchers on Friday to Sunday. So it's a little different from the NFC. You know, yeah. you can and it's just great where, you know, I could do half weeks too with us pitching versus the hitting, you know, if I'm yeah. a little head in pitch uh batting and you know, like this week, I think I threw him in versus Texas, you know, um there's, even though, like, there's so many leagues where he brings even more value best ball, uh, daily leagues for sure. But I just so feel even, like
2: even in that format, you get all his starts and then you get half a week of hitting every single time.
3: Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: You, you, you have month in a lot of best ball leagues, right, Phil?
2: Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, I, I was getting a little bit too much and I split it with, with techies. So that part isn't, isn't working out as well. But I, I remember
1: I was, at one point you were, you were discussing on Twitter, how many weeks he was used for you as a batter and a pitcher. Is that something you could pull up pretty quickly or no?
2: Uh, I think so far it was, um, it was two weeks. Uh, last week, we yeah, it's, it's been what, five weeks, Uh, I guess six weeks so far. Well, the first half week didn't really count. I think it's probably, probably three out of six like
1: that so far we had a sixth as um as a pitcher. Well, either way yeah yeah wow that's that's just... something
2: like that i last year i remember i i i think um zach uh or it might have been bjorn one of those two guys <laughs> <laughs> i evolved yeah. it uh and i think it was five or six weeks as a pitcher um Bjorn. So but I think it'll be
3: important
2: soon.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Bjorn. Listen, Bjorn. I, I, I know I know you were gonna take some time off. You know, you weren't getting the, the follows that everyone craves on Twitter. Um, but keep at it, man. You know, everyone loves you. <laughs> who uh, is who sorry, who is Able Labs? Does anyone want to take a crack? This guy knows it all. He knows my fucking birth certificate. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. This guy, Abel Labs, I don't know. He does all this magical work on Twitter showing, you know, if you draft with Phil and then you do a draft yeah, after yeah. you draft with Phil, that you draft exactly Phil's guys, stuff like that. I don't know. It's just fascinating. There's, anyway.
2: there's probably not too many guys. It could be, because I, I mean, I I'm pretty good with Excel <laughs> and I don't have those skills to do it. So it's gotta be someone with, with better Excel skills than I have. Um, and I think the guys that have those skills playing NFBC are pretty limited.
0: Probably. Uh, but but probably. I
2: don't know everyone. So we'd have to do some sort of Excel survey if we go. If we
3: <laughs>
1: Another documentary. Skills. Another yeah. documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Sorry. I lost my train of thought. I don't even know where we were. We were pe- uh, going we were, past the uh, whip. I, did, I know we're talking about Otani. Everyone loves him.
0: I think we finished the whip. I was just going to go through the fab pickups. Yeah, stuff. let's
1: go. Who was all number right, one? Go.
0: Uh, I know you were all shocked to hear that George Kirby was the number one pickup. Uh, He had a high bid of 557. I think the average was in in the 300s. That was the average, but one, one team, there were like, I think three teams over 500 and there were another four or five teams over 400 uh, for him. And then Alec Thomas was not far behind. Uh, He had, 43, uh, pick up in 43 leagues, all of them, uh, I think were over a hundred dollars of fab. Um, and, uh, again, I talked to, uh, you know, my partner, James Anderson, who really knows prospects and he, he thought Thomas was good, but he didn't think Thomas was a game changing type of player that, you know, uh, so, so maybe he gets playing time and maybe he produces, but I'm not sure it's worth two or 300 of fab, um, so that was uh, that was the top two before then, we get into
1: some player evaluation there. I want sure. to ask Phil some questions about Kirby and Alec Thomas. I want to talk to you about you and your partner, James Anderson. Obviously, you had a great podcast uh, last week. Why Anderson and not like Whiterson or
2: White White <laughs> Sun? White son. White son.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think that has the same ring to it as as white. Also, you know, Anderson is, like, a little clearer who's the smarter of the two. Oh, uh,
1: <laughs> okay. So you okay. put it at the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. No, d- you know, I think. So, uh, then it's
1: even, so it's even at least good that you have, like, the same amount of letters, too. Like, and you didn't shorten it up more yeah. to even, and okay, yeah. like, Anderson- t- own like anderson yeah. own you also know. <laughs>
0: in, in the auction league where um uh where i finished second to uh the phil rob uh duo um the i'm a partner with andy saxton who's a good friend of mine and we call our team Saxstone. so i think i was on that mode and that just you know continue that anderson and uh, also it worked for us in the online last year we were eight Eighth place overall in the online, which we we're very happy with. Um, so anyway, we're not going to change anything. But um, James is really a good player, and he's very yeah. smart about prospects. If, if I don't know Phil, if you were, had time to listen to last week, but um, I did, yeah. he's really, uh, he's really sharp. And so when he tells me that an Alec Thomas is is good, but not you know certainly not what he I knew it was going to cost. I don't really uh, go big to try to get him.
2: The one I, thing I love about James is that every single prospect guy, when they play um, fantasy baseball, they draft all the young guys. They love every prospect. Uh, they think every prospect is going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but he's really realistic. He's probably yeah. more negative on prospects <laughs> than than <laughs> no, pretty much than most true. players in the NFBC. Yep. And I, I think that's just awesome. And I think <laughs> having the that that skill set and knowledgeable prospects, but not being blinded by the skills yeah. and knowing that MLB is tough. Um, yeah. I think that's an awesome skill Yeah, to have. Yeah, and also yeah, he, it, yeah. It's,
0: it's proven up because, I mean, I'll be stronger. I'll say, James, we got to try to get this guy. And he's like, well, Todd, <laughs> you, you got you, you to understand that his strikeout rate in double A was like this. And, you know, it's like he's, he's very calm and he doesn't like Say by the way, you're you're an idiot, but you know he's super calm.
1: He's the epitome of calm. He's got the he's he's totally calm. I think one of his main event teams is I didn't mention I saw it I after the fact, but one of his main event teams is named after a a fish song. So I know where he's at mentally. I like it. I like all of it. But um oh man, just uh I train a thought real quick about um yeah, but uh, yeah, James uh, again I just think that he understands and like he watches a lot of film too and he understands that it's not easy to just get called up and be well and be great right you know it's like he understands it more than more of us uh because he sees it so often so just uh it's definitely a good skill but let's let's talk about George Kirby um median winning bid of 330 bucks I always like to judge an ad by the quality of the drops, right? You know, we're talking about guys <laughs> like Ross Stripling. We're talking about Keston Hiora. You know, these are really tough calls. But um, again, we knew this price was going to be up there. Everyone was anticipating it. Um, beat Manoa's uh, little, you know, kind of in the same range as he was last year, uh, maybe a little higher. But um, Phil, w- w- talk to me about your process here. I know it's probably not a guy that you're interested in, like you like we mentioned, but like for for a younger guy, like like a Kirby, what would he have to do to really like hold that? Like, would it have to be where you really need a shot in the arm from like a young stud? Or, I mean, he's only projected for like 90 innings. So how many, like how much impact can he really make?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd never spend early on a guy like Kirby at this point of the year. Um, like, I, he might be good, but the most recent data we have on him is 50 innings pitched in double A, uh, over the last two years. And it's 3.61 XFIP, um, get a 2.31 ERA with that, but it's 50 innings. I mean, over 50 innings, XFIP is a lot more predictive in ERA. Um, also the Seattle double A park is one of the most pitcher friendly. Um, and that's one of the things that projections take into account, which are, I, um, when we just look at stats we don't know that we just oh 2.31 era it's awesome but there's always a context to it um and if if those stats happen in the majors we'd all be saying um, maybe not like a three point if it was something like a three era with a 4.2 x we we oh he got lucky and he'd go lower in the draft but now <laughs> just because it's a prospect and it's double a then we don't really pay attention to it we're just former with first round pick with 2.31 era oh, it's awesome um, like it's not enough to say that he's one of the guys who might outperform his metrics. We need 400, 500 innings. if not more than that to, to know that he could be a guy like that. So um, I, I mean, I, for, for prospects like that, I use steamer and he came out as SB 60 right now among the healthy pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, so right around guys like Bailey Ober, Corey Kluber, Adam Wainwright, Merrill Kelly. Uh, I'm telling you if Merrill Kelly was in fab right now, he wouldn't go for 400 bucks. Um yeah. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone, but if no. you like the projections, they're similar. Um, <laughs> Bailey yes, Overwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, yes, there's scenarios where a prospect in our performance projections, it happens a lot. But thing with Kirby, like you said, his innings are, are, are capped, but he's not going to throw 150, 160 innings. Whereas guys I list like Ober, Kluber, Wainwright, and Kelly can throw that many innings. They've done it before. Um, so I wasn't interested in Kirby. For me, he was worth, I don't know, eighty bucks, hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, if I really needed pitching, maybe I go one fifty. I on want to go for the upside, but um, no way I, i be spending. Uh, on him. Keep yeah. him honest, bid. Keep him honest. What, what yes. was your? Uh... I hate when people <laughs> say that. Keep him honest. You're not keeping you, anyone what, honest. What'd you call last week? I forgot. <laughs> What was your, what was so your like last? a bag of shit bid or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's,
1: it's it's your I don't know, it's like a, you don't even know what you're doing, bid. Like, yeah, yeah all, right, all right, yeah. So, you, well you kind of maybe want him, but you don't really. So, you're putting them out to where you're keeping other people honest in a blind <laughs> bidding system, sure. Whatever you gotta, whatever you gotta tell yourself. I mean, yeah, sure,
2: uh, but the, 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 the biggest reason I was fading Kirby is because there's three guys that were pretty widely available um rich hill zach Lowe and brady singer were all available for under 40 bucks that i had really close to kirby mm-hmm. um within five or ten spots uh so if i could get those guys under 40 bucks there's no way i was spending it up for, for Kirby. right
0: and if you, get rich, hill, if you get rich hill you can uh, worry about the boston bullpens more
2: they're gonna get there. Going to get there. <laughs> well, once once sale comes back, they're gonna put okay, okay, with lock okay. in the pen, he's gonna two or three shout-outings every I every couple of days okay. and, and get this, Rich Hell some wins. I'm
0: just making fun This right is now. the this
1: is where the this is where RoboGut starts to um overtake system. Yeah, yeah
0: right, right. It's when he's like,
1: Oh the, the bullpen's great. Don't worry about it. It's, Don't worry <laughs> about it.
0: <laughs> <really> <laughs> work. It'll work. It's yeah. gonna work. Yeah. It's like uh you guys are too young, but uh, w- way back in the 80s, uh, Whitey Herzog was the manager of the Kansas City Royals.
1: Wait, we're too young or you're too old? Which one? I'm is? too old,
0: yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he had, he was the self-proclaimed genius. You know, the way Joe Madden is, at mm-hmm. one time, he was the genius. So they went through a whole season, and they, they the Royals were playing horribly, horrible baseball. And after every ga- game or two, they would say to the reporters, uh, don't worry, Whitey will think of something. <laughs> you know, they kept saying that all year, and they they were terrible all year. He never thought of anything, you know, because the team was just bad. But uh, I think that's what I feel about the Boston bullpen. Don't worry, they'll figure something out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Phil, talk to me about Alec Thomas. What do you see from what did you see from his, um, you know, uh, minor league profile? And was he a guy that you put a keep him on? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh yeah i was probably i think in the fifty two eighty 80 range um projection maybe a little less than that even um so the projection time about it was like a 15 10 guy with hitting about 260 which sort of seems fair to me um he's the kind of player who i think can be useful if he's leading off every day and playing i don't know 10 out of 11 games something like that um but now he's hitting eight or nine he's a lefty so as soon as he struggles he can turn into a platoon uh we know Carson kelly's probably coming back in about three weeks i believe uh was an oblique i think with him so what we've seen from moncada jansen it might be a four or five week thing um so what happens when kelly comes back is far she'll go back to center field and then they move thomas one of the corner outfield spots but depends how the other guys are doing um he's got options so if, if he's for me it's um like the bids seem to indicate you're bidding on a guy you can, that you think can help you the full year um whereas I think it might be a month or two um and then I can get guys like that for 20 or 30 bucks in, in July they're going to be as good as Thomas um and they're going to get the same if not more playing time so um I don't like playing the April or May, premium on players because everyone has Fab left, and everyone thinks that every guy that comes up is the last that's going to be great. Um, They're right, right. not. There's going to be a lot of guys available. Um, I feel good about the teams I drafted, good enough to stay competitive, uh, so if I can just save my Fab and then feast in, in June or July. Um, that that's where I think I can get the same players for a lot cheaper.
1: Yep, yeah. totally makes sense. All right, who's next up on the list? Chase Silseth
3: uh, with the
1: filth as you know, Sarah says, <laughs> with the filth. Um, that's that's yeah. Well, what do we got here with Chase Silseth? He went for medium winning bait of 38 bucks, max 84, um, making another start Friday. Pretty yeah. good his last his first start. Right.
0: Um right. Had some he, good get he gets Oakland again, yep. I think, which is a good start. So I did pick him up in a few leagues. Oh, uh, he was a little uh cheaper than uh Kirby, so I got I him. I think he way. might be able to be okay. And and James was, was, was you know, he was pretty good on him, so I, I, I felt good about bidding for Silseth.
3: You was dropped it the, Jordan Lyles. Um, <laughs>
0: was it what?
2: How dare you <laughs> drop Jordan Lyles?
0: <laughs> well, okay. <laughs>
2: Was it the what that the James Anderson were, Yeah, I'm okay with them. Yeah, and then you didn't listen to him. Yeah, he was You serious. know, you, you know it means he doesn't like the guy, but he's he's too polite to say Which he doesn't is like him.
0: Humoring me. No, I can kind of figure him out. I, said, <laughs> I, 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 in the first year, there was a couple times when he said, "Yeah, yeah, that's fine," and I was like, and then I later figured out that no, he wasn't really. Important. <laughs> but, but but now I can kind of tell his, the difference in his tone when he says oh, that's okay, Todd, but when it's not really okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I have lots of ideas of which, you know, one one out of every 10 maybe is a good idea. Uh, so
2: anyway, <laughs> I've, I- I've, I've got a fun fact about Silsa. Um, oh, here we go. I believe, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but about 99% sure about this. Um, Steamer projects about 5,000 pitchers and is the first pitcher this year to pitch that didn't have a Steamer projection at the start of the year. Really? So yeah, we talk about the guy that came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. I mean,
1: he literally came out, he was, he was yeah. the first guy from last year's June amateur draft to make it in the major And he was 11th round pick. So literally yeah. out of nowhere, you know, <laughs> not a, not a guy who was on that fast path to come oh, up no. and it's pretty fascinating. You know, well,
0: James, James knew who he was,
1: right? Yeah, no, he, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he was um yeah the prospect uh I know James James Anderson and the prospect lob guys were really on yeah. him too they yeah they were they were really you know saying that he was worth a, you know a, a shot to look at for you know like deeper dynasty leagues um and who knows you know, he got called up into the majors and uh, right, right.
3: see
1: so yeah, how can go going forward next we have Mister Rowan Wick of right. the Chicago Cubs um. This was mostly due to, uh, you know, I think all due to David Robertson's injury um, this week. But he went for as high as 89 bucks, um, median winning beta 24. It was kind of a slow week for the closer specs as uh, compared to other weeks. Um, I wanted to see if you guys had any thought on uh, if, if you have a team that you see having, you know, a good route to provide some save opportunities from a guy who's maybe like not currently the closer. Um, I kind of try to look at you know team bullpens as a whole and see if there's routes for people. You know, I think uh vest was a popular pick this week, even though I, I don't really consider him like a specular guy because there's so much that could be done there. Um, with the Tigers, you guys have anyone in mind that like that kind of keeping a little tab on here to pop off?
0: Nobody knew. Um,
2: I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to, I've told you guys this in, in our, our chat. Um, I'm trying not to look at closes for the next, <laughs> the next <laughs> two months because it yeah. just takes so much time. I know bids are going to be way too high and I'm focused on um, boarding starting pitchers right now. And I've got a bunch of injuries starting pitching and then, and then hitters. So um, I don't have a spot that the stack closer, So I'd rather save an hour every Sunday um than <laughs> just, just get, addicted to a guy and feel like i need to get him and then just waste 30 40 bucks in fab and then drop him the next week uh so i'm, I'm trying to stay away i'm being patient just not even being tempted by looking at closers um so i'm gonna do earmuffs while, while you guys talk about um <laughs> closers because i don't want to hear about them i don't know i tempted. think it, i think you're totally
1: right because i added up a lot of my bidding from last year and just saw how much money i wasted on picking up a guy and then dropping him
3: mm-hmm. within a two-week
1: span it was just too much and like you said phil you know you know, constantly talking and brainstorming things and it was, t- took up so much time and that you know that also leads to you know I, i'm getting two closes and but round five you know that yeah. that leads to that type of drafting and um you you think hater is going to be a first round pick next year what do you guys think <laughs>
2: I think he could be, yeah. Could be, right? Was, yeah, I mean, he was close this year, but he's close. He, he's yeah, um, and I think he's taking a step forward and separating himself from from Hendricks. I think Hendricks is going to figure it out, but um I think there's no doubt right now that is the top closer. So um, right, right. I think he could be, yeah. Especially in in DCs, I think he, he he could be.
1: Yeah, there's some leagues where um, I I didn't you know do uh in, in fab leagues um and online championships or even the main where i just uh, didn't do two closes up top but you know tried to do one and then like one luge provino type which didn't work out but on those teams where i did that i'm just like why why did i do this you know just, uh, i guess joe barlow would have been the good mid-range option sure. right now that you know yeah. he 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 was uh yeah he would have been a good guy to. but
2: even then he was going what around pick one 170 180. I mean yeah. there's still a lot of good players in that right. spot and if you miss if you miss on him it's 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 a zero. Um and for mm-hmm. for a while like later in the mains we figured he'd be a closer but um like a lot of draft season we were sure they were gonna bring in someone like Henley Jansen or um maybe even trade for Camber. We thought someone else was going there and right, right. even early in the season we're saying ah oh, Bartlett's not really our closer we don't want to put him in that spot. Um so um, he was even dropped in, I believe, my Diamond League, or um, so he wasn't a sure thing early in the year. Um, yeah, he was. But yeah. he, but in hindsight, in hindsight, yeah, he was probably the guy. Um, yeah. But it's tough. It's
1: Next tough. guy on the list, Mr. Jeffrey Springs, Springs of the Springs. Tampa Bay Rays. Our good friend Toby, that flip crazy, <laughs> loves this guy. Um, I was a little scared by the Lent. I don't know if he's yeah. going to stick around. or, But I do have a fun tidbit. I myself also have a fun tidbit. Guess what? Last year, Jeffrey Springs, in the same exact week as this year, was the 15th most added player in 15 leagues for as high as 149. And I went back and I looked. I said, what was Jeffrey Springs doing? Right to demand gonna, this wild
2: guess he had one save
1: one save he had one save that yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom a tampa bay way guy gets a save and boom but i just thought it was funny he was kind of there's another guy that i'm going to mention too and you're probably not going to guess this but um yeah just uh i kind of like looking back to last year and um it was just interesting that he was also a popular pick this that goes back year. to
2: your, like what I was saying about close was like, and even if I think what I did lastly, like I know at some point for whatever reason I thought Caleb Dielbar was going to get saves with with the twins, and when you think about like who in their right mind would think that Caleb Dielbar could be closing, like it's you, you just, just get...
1: love saying his name. That's what
3: happened. Yes, I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just get so focused on fifteen innings with the one one point oh five ERA with with. 11k per nine but it's freaking 15 innings and the guy's never been anyone and you can put him in nine he has one blown save. he <laughs> doesn't get any more he loses a job he can just waited 20 wasted 20 35 bucks and you do it right again the next week non-stop for 27 weeks right. but who, who, like, who got
1: hurt was, last year in the raise but did nick Anderson? because this this week the same week and i mentioned last last year pete fairbanks 32 leagues um, Kitridge got added in 16 leagues, and so does Spring got added in 16 leagues. So, for
2: sure, Castillo got hurt at some point. Oh, Castillo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was yeah it.
1: So, everyone just decided to, you know, again, it's just like, who let's just bid on the whole way, yeah, because
2: Castillo was a close, he had uh, I think eight saves until May 3rd, and yep. then he got hurt. That's uh, what it was, uh, and May 19th, May 16th. So, it was in, yep. in, that, in that range that were. Hitting on everyone. All right, so I got <laughs> the a question. stl came back and he got saves like two weeks later, so uh, it's just specking on guys for a week or two.
0: I got a question um, for you guys: which which spikes fab more, getting a save on the weekend or getting a combo steal and home run <laughs> on the weekend? Which which spikes uh, fab more for the main event population?
1: I think for the main event population, I'm gonna go saves. Um, because yeah, I, think, I think, yeah, I think if, um, you know, I think if Steve Jankowski had a homer and a stolen base on Sunday, no one's really gonna think that was a reason to bid on him. But if, you know, Tyler Duffy picks up a save on Sunday, oh, wait a minute, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, he, he's back in the spot, you know, yeah, so right,
0: it's, okay, okay, yeah, so you're probably right, you're probably right.
1: But it's a good question, it, I like that. I like
2: that. And I remember um, last year when we were, um, doing Fab on Zoom together, Rob. Um we were watching the Sunday night game and Chakwa. um Shar yep yep we were thinking he might come in the ninth in the clothes but i think he came in early something like that we all adjusted our habits but it was so stupid like it,
1: <laughs> but we still got just, him though we adjusted but we still got him Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know
3: it's don't it's, know. it's
2: just it, the more i talk about it the more i find it stupid what we did last <laughs> year so
3: <laughs> <You think laughs> we were them? for yes. safe yes all <laughs> the, the 940- reason to wait wear-
0: Wait for your next Finnegan. That's it. 9.48 adjustments are are, are critical. Um, Okay, I don't know that we need to go through all the rest of these uh, top 10 ads. They're in the article for people that want to take a look at it. I do Uh want to mention the wow bit of the week, which was the five. Hold on
1: a second. Hold on a 2nd we We're getting there. I still want to talk about, I have a lot of things here on my docket. No, Uh, just one (laughs) other thing, William Contreras this year, been on in 31 leagues as high as, yeah, William. Um yeah. Last year, also, guess what? Picked yeah. up in the most main event leagues last year, 42. Every single league he was picked up in last year for as high as 101. He was the league leader in fab bids last year same time mr contreras so it's just that time of the year where contreras is in the air you know like he, <laughs> you you really want to you really want to get in on it you know 100 yes 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 i do want to talk about eli white i want to talk about some speed guys um see what uh-huh. phil has an opinion on these three players: eli white andrew velasquez and um, Vidal Bruhan, Eli White was picked up in twenty-seven leagues for as high as seventy. Um, Bruhan was picked up in twenty leagues for as high as sixty-eight, and Velasquez twenty-two leagues also for as high as sixty. Um, I think the time, uh, the Bruhan pick is looking good in terms of Margot going down, but he still really can't get on to utilize his speed. So, Phil, any one of these three guys kind of catch your eye as being um a guy who can help speed, but you know not kill you elsewhere
2: um i don't know like they've they've all got speed they're all playing every day right now uh but in their career they're all sub 200 hitters in the majors <laughs> so we don't know if any of them can hit major league pitching um they all have a, some hidden power like velasquez and Bruhan can probably hit 10 to 15 home runs in the majors but um if
0: if they play, if regularly. they can't
2: get on base, they can't steal bases. Like, um, right. so we've seen it over and over again with those guys. Maybe one of these guys would be an exception, but uh, or maybe just get hot for a couple of weeks and help. Um, I don't know. I I can see rostering one of those guys taking a cheap shot at them. I I, I think I I think I got Velasquez in a couple weeks. I think you do um, have
0: Velasquez.
2: Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, I don't feel that good about it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I got him and actually got him in three leagues, but it was like a $5 thing. So, um,
0: what if worth I told shot. You,
2: see, see if you can get caught in a couple of bases? But he's not, a guy. I'm, I'm looking.
0: What if I told first. you he hit a home run and he had a steal on the weekend? <laughs>
2: no, it, it wouldn't. It, I'd actually be out on him because then he's be
3: expensive.
0: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> Usually, the guys, I, the guys I like, I don't want him to do anything on the weekend. Yeah, right. No, so not, no just, stats. Oh,
0: zero
2: stats yeah i I do want everyone else to do well like i was hoping kirby would have an awesome um second start Um, yeah
3: right
2: he probably would have gone even even more expensive um if if the fab had been between his his first and second start right right um but yeah i I thought i don't know like cheap shots but i'm never gonna spend 30 bucks on a guy like that um just because i i don't think i'm pretty i i doubt they can hit major league pitching Consistently and get on base enough to still build okay. those, those bases.
3: Okay.
1: One guy I um that was available in my league and I didn't know how to kind of fab on him. Um, who's Will Myers? Um, who's available and I took a shot. At first I had it in like high 90s, then I put it to like low 80s, and then I adjusted it to like 52 and then 67, whatever it was. <laughs> I ended up not getting him. I uh, I lost out uh, 67 to 54. I ended up on 54, uh, mostly because I kind of had outfield, like, every day play in outfield. I just didn't know how to value. Like, um, I still kind of like his ability to, you know, grab some steals. I don't know, play every day. I kind of need him. Um, so, I don't know. What do you guys think about Will Myers? you think he, he could still be kind of an effective threat? You know, not, you know, the... Prospect Will Myers, but a good blend of power and speed. And I don't know. Do you think I should want it a little higher for him?
2: um I think the first reason why you dropped that from ninety to sixty was because I told you, what are you doing, Rob? <laughs> <laughs>
3: what are you doing?
0: <laughs>
2: um, I, I'm not a Will Myers guy. I, I think I, I might have liked him last year, um, but I was off of him this year. And for me, like right now, even if I give him about six hundred appearances, he falls right around replacement value so um yeah. he, he's in the, he's in the in the streamer range for me where if, if he's playing every day and he's got good matchups got a weak in cores so i'd put a few bucks on him but um not yeah. really i want to hold um strikeout rates way too high power is not good enough um took a little bit of speed but um
0: yeah, I think the good news is I think he's gonna. They want him to play. They're gonna plug him right back in. But the bad news is I don't think he's gonna continue to perform well enough that he's gonna hold the role of full time at least. So I, I would say you don't want to bid a lot of money on on him and expect a rebound.
2: I mean, they've been trying to trade him for, for four years. I think. Yeah. Um, like every every winter, he's in trade rumors because that was a horrible um, deal they signed him to. Um, after a horrible trade. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm i not a Will Myers fan this year. But I think you oh, did the, the right thing. Okay,
1: thank you. Okay, all right. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see what happens. One other quick, um, before we get to Century Bid, Brandon Donovan, um, I just thought it was funny that one specific person um, bid on him uh, five times, um, six, six times, but five Four out of the six drops with Jonathan VR. I think it's interesting. All across huh. the board. Same ads, same drops.
3: Oh yeah. Um,
1: huh. Interesting it's to see interesting. stuff like that. Just but, get tired uh, of VR, I, I
2: guess.
1: But you're starting to play every day.
2: Yeah. While Magic goes on the aisle and Horner as well. So um yeah. I don't know if that's gonna last. So whenever I I, I was um Twitter searching um Horner's name to see when he'd come back and if and I just came. Found like a bunch of Cubs tweets where people were saying like <laughs> get VR out of there and Mr. <laughs> Horner is playing every day and so <laughs> I think people are hating it. VR's defense. Right. Um, so uh, I think as soon as Horner comes back, uh, I think he's going to move to second base or Simmons going to move to second base and then the VR is going to be more of a bench guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, right, the, Todd. Century, yeah, so what do you got here? So, century, um,
2: century bids. Wait, can I talk about one more guy? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, please. Sure. Yeah,
1: talk about anyone you want on this list. Uh, who got picked? Brady
2: Singer, seven oh. innings, shutout, uh, nine strikeouts, no walks against the White Sox.
0: Wow.
1: Okay. Guess who started him this week? I did. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You guys so he, he's
2: one of the guys I thought uh, I Dang. actually picked him up the week before. and leagues yeah I think oh, I was a week yeah. early on him um he's a guy I loved in draft season it's going around round twenty in the mains um and then he was later uh when they said he was he was in rotation his ADP slip but, um round twenty guy that I knew was coming back within a week or two uh for 15 20 bucks um I like his first starts so hopefully hopefully he can keep this up
1: I love it uh, I'm so happy to see that. So solid. The same thing. I scooped them up a couple of weeks ago to tell them. Love it. Love it. I think he could definitely improve from what he showed last year. He's still young on, like top pick. So uh,
3: I'm, I'm pretty yeah. excited. I that. read
2: like even last year, um, what I think he, let me just pull this up quickly. Um, he had a, uh, two years ago, 4.05 X fit last year, 4.11. um, a little bit unlucky with, 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 Babbitt, like Babbitt with 350 last year. Um, and then I was reading reports that he was really working on his change up in the, in the minors. And it looked like it was really working in, in his, uh, his post starts in AAA. Um, so I think he's, I mean, even if he's just the 4.1, 4.2 ERA guy that we've seen the last two years, um, I think he's a solid pickup four more for round first round pick. Um improving the change up, using it more. Um, I think he could be, um, one of those, I, I love those starting pitchers are like 25 to 27 years old in their second or third season. The, the, the Lucas G Alito types that yep. broke out, out of nowhere, because you know, they have the skills, but pitching in the matrix is hard and you can't get around with just the stuff that you had that worked, um, all their life and they're figuring out what, what major league hitters can, can hit. Um, I think it takes a couple of years and maybe singer is one of those guys. Maybe he's not, but for 20 bucks, I'm willing to take that shot and sure, sure. hope it works out. Sure. That's a yep.
0: good one. That's a good Absolutely. one. Absolutely.
1: And I, I know that he, they said, um, when it's, when they talk about like the rise per se on four seamers, he has um, like one of the more better rises for a sinker, which is, is pretty different. And he's able to utilize that for, you know, like not getting as much drop as expected from a sinker. Um, and, you know, he gets a pretty good amount of whiffs on that pitch um, more than normal. So um yeah, I, I like it. I like his profile yeah, going forward. He's only
2: and, 43% owned in main events. so Go get him, get, guys. Get, go get him go get next him, week. Him Spend him next at week, least yeah. 300 bucks on him, especially if you're
0: in one of
2: the leagues where I don't have him yet. I can't
0: um, wait to see, go
3: I can't wait to go see go this. Go big or go
1: home. Go big. Who's got more of an effect on Fab? Seven innings and 9Ks or Phil?
2: <laughs> <laughs> i've already got him in two mains and a diamond in the ultimate two other mains where i don't have him my pitching is really really strong already so uh don't expect me to bid on him but go so out and get him, spend, spend all okay. your fab money at yeah, least 300, 300.
0: yeah you gotta do it gotta do it. okay <laughs> but
2: the, the way it's looking uh and the way i sort of saw it going is him and um john hazley i believe were both pitching today and then one of them is going to get that second start on Sunday, uh, uh-huh. and I'm hoping that's one of the reasons why I started in this uh, this week. So I think it'll be him. They're probably going to send him back down to the 27th man, but if they they can bring him back up anytime, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I do think he might make that second start on Sunday against the point. So if he can get another good one there, um I promise it's going to go up.
0: You can't keep starting Brady Singer when you have Chris Bubich in the minors. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: and um, who is it? Carlos Fernandez was the yeah, Carlos
0: and he's really been good, <laughs> he's been solid. Yes,
2: I just clicked on Carlos Fernandez. He yari last seven days, it's uh 20.25. 20. So, okay, my god, what a disaster! 27 and he, earned runs in 26 and two thirds innings. So I was right about a nine ERA.
0: Um, but he throws, he throws hard, he throws hard, <laughs> he, throws hard. he throws
1: hard and straight.
0: <laughs> oh, god. All right, so Century Club, you guys ready for the Century Club?
1: Let's go. So we
0: got 21 members that got a $100 bid or more. but And uh, of the 125 winning bids over $100, 89 were Thomas and Kirby. Uh, And of the uh, 66, 200-plus winning bids, uh, 52 were Thomas and Kirby. So they they were largely where it was happening in terms of the higher bids. But there were some others, uh, random guys that are in the article. Uh, the guys that got six, uh, which was the next highest, were Kyle Bradish and uh, Hunter Green, who Hunter Green had an interesting start uh, last time. with No hitting, but had, what, five walks, and they didn't win the game. But um, anyway, so uh, I think people are starting to see that they have less money, even though you would get fooled by the the Kirby and Thomas bids. I think it's starting to pull back, and by by about two weeks from now, I think people will be bidding significantly less on average than they are today.
1: What's so. the biggest head scratcher on this list? I'm gonna go. Oh, it's so close. Uh, I got to go. Anthony Bender for 141 or
0: Seawald 103. I don't know. Yeah, I think Bender for me. Yeah. There's,
2: okay. a, there's, there's a lot of a lot of them are relievers for whatever reason
1: right uh, I mean, yeah again not a lot of volume like a lot of relievers picked up in 2013 why, but
2: um, Brooks Raley
0: well, he got I, I, he got a couple of saves for all team. you
1: need to do is get good hype in a yeah. Jeff Zimmerman article and boom <laughs> <laughs> Jay-Z has also fab effect I think
0: yeah yeah that's true yeah. But
1: I guess it's just, you know, I don't know, you're looking at seasons is that a is that a sort by saves and and then just bid
2: Oh, I mean, yeah, he's got three saves. That's got, three? Yeah. He had one on uh May 11th. Yeah, uh, but we we know Kittreds going to get most of those saves and sometimes going to bring him in early. I think so the theory maybe... was
0: he was going to get sort of a 50/50 share of the Tampa saves. That's what I saw people saying, but
3: all right,
2: yeah, I'm,
0: not, I'm but not I mean, to,
2: he's he's 33 years old.
3: Um, left 20, 2020,
2: he had 20 innings with the 4.95 ERA, 3.63 exit, which is pretty good. Uh, but and then 20 with 21, 49 innings, with the 4.78 ERA, 2.90 exit. He gets strikeouts, but he gets hit around. So, like, the, the 10 innings we're seeing this year don't change the pitcher he's been. Uh, even uh, even in, in the KBO for five years before like, he was starting pitcher, but he wasn't dominant. So I, think, I I think people get so uh and I mean I might embarrass myself three years from now and realize the close and he's killing it again. But um I'm I I think we're just so focused on the season to date stats with yeah. we're all we're all assuming that oh, this guy must have changed something, his walk rate is down. But I'm sure if you look back at April and May stats last year for relievers. Um, you'll find Caleb D'Obar was one of those guys last
3: <laughs> year. And, I,
2: and I, made, I had the same same yeah. thought. I mean, maybe he's figured something out. Maybe he's awesome now. But no, he's not.
1: Um, maybe
0: the manager loves him.
1: <laughs> he did figure yeah. something out, though. D'Obar, if you look it up on on um, Driveline, he had a great, there's a great story on him on Driveline and how he just went from pretty much almost being out of baseball to learning how to throw the sweeper. And it's, you know, got him back on track. It's just, I just think that I, – I think he's a good pitcher. I just think that that wasn't his path, you know, to close. Uh, I don't think he was all in the skills thing. Yeah. And I, I, there's just something cool about seeing field bar, too. I think – that- like, I'm
2: looking back – we keep talking. We probably spent way too much time on this podcast talking about <laughs> it, but I'm looking back at last year on May 7th, um, he had 12 innings, uh, 22 strikeouts, so 16.5 K per nine, 1.5 walk per nine, with a 1.77 X fit. So – that's what we see and that was that's what we think he is yeah. now but then he ends the year at the same point he's always been which is like a 3.23 era uh 4.02 xfip they're all good relievers like 3 3.5 era guys but i mean very few of them can be the two era guys right. um so right. i mean there it's it's hater and Hendricks and like even Devin Williams was I know he dealt with injuries. uh was was great for a year. And just seeing those guys, there, there's new guys every year. Um I'd rather be patient and just get the cheap
3: one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll,
2: I'll I'll get the dollar reliever that no one wants um in June if if I need to fill in for my for my starter because everyone's hurt or I'll have yeah. bad matchups. But um, I don't like paying up for those guys.
1: Yeah, I like spring in like a DC, like late 40th round pick, just like a stab at a guy you might be able to use at some point of the of the season, or maybe even, you know, like falling into saves. I haven't on two teams. And I didn't I didn't I don't think he was even in my top nine of guys to play, but you know, that's those you're you're missing those saves in DCs anyway, unless you're really starving for. you know, you know, uh, saves or just and like a healthy arm instead of, uh, SP six or seven. That's just going to ruin your ratios for the week. But, um, yeah. And I don't know, maybe people get tied up to, Oh, he was on Houston. He's on Tampa. He's going to get all the best pitching analytics ever in life and just be dominant. (laughs) He could be, who knows? I I don't know. But like you said, it's small small sample. Yeah. Um, But um, let's talk about how much money there's left to spend for sure. these teams. And I want to know how much money you guys got left.
0: Okay. Well, first, uh, in terms of the general main event, um, there's an average team has uh, 399 spent, which leaves them 601 That's the average. Obviously, there's a lot of variation with that. And that's, that's uh, more than last year. But it's it, it, there was a bigger gap before this week. This, this week with Thomas and Kirby, uh, there was a bigger drop. So we're closing in on what it was last year. So uh, I think that's what leads me to believe. I think there'll be a decline in the uh, next couple of weeks. And then in terms of what I, we have or I have, uh, I would say. You
1: 16, mean you would say? You don't have to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 692, 821, and 300 because I bought Kirby in the last one. And that's that's a league that I'm doing really badly in. So Todd,
1: Todd you can't say you bought somebody. Come on. Don't you know there's right. rules I, now? I,
0: I one of my you cancel bid,
1: cultures out there yet you now. You
0: can't I bi- I bid you must my, be
1: perfect all the time.
0: Bid fake dollars of uh $301. So anyway, that's okay. that's my situation.
2: I have to get Bjorn next week to replace Todd because Todd's going to be canceled.
0: I'm <laughs> will <laughs> be too. i too busy uh, bidding on Caleb Thielbar to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got an 820
1: and 822 left in my mains and I feel good about it, but I also feel bad about it because I feel like, am I missing out on players? You know, I don't know. But there's one guy, you know, he's got 10, 10 points, behind me he hadn't he spent one buck i mean uh, he's, <laughs>
0: he's not doing anything on the weekend and he's almost beating me god damn yeah, it right 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 that's the point I, I did have a suggestion i i know we didn't get phil's uh numbers but uh you know
1: you don't want, you want
0: them <laughs> <laughs> i don't want them really. we got phil Dussault on the podcast i want to know everything all right well i just want i wanted to mention that uh, what people don't think of is adding up all the fab left in their particular league, which has more relevance really than the average main event team for them so that you can find out how much average team in your league has. And then also see whether there's, as Rob said, one, a person that has nine ninety nine that's not doing anything. And there's three guys that have $25 left. You can sort of see a little bit better, more of a picture of what's going on than just looking at the overall average
2: and if you, you also have to do an average of of non-heber league teams in your league <laughs> um,
1: right. oh true you yeah. should you
2: should add that in the article because that really changes things the, the non-heber league leagues definitely have uh that would be a great add into left. the article i think that's a great
1: <laughs> he, yeah, he's, yeah. Got,
0: he's got 18 main event teams so it would take me a while to uh, adjust all that
1: does he have that many
0: i think he does have 18 yeah
1: Maybe that was the one that because I saw me8 next to all those Brandon Donovan bids, so that's probably him. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, okay, yeah, yep.
0: that, that's, that's, him.
1: that's him, that's him. All right, Todd, take us to the Coliseum. Actually, I no, Bill, how much money do you have left? I've got uh
2: 820, 747, 732, 799, 868, and then. Five oh five and that was the um uh, that the uh, the Rasmussen bid that made it in the um the wow mm-hmm. bit of the week yeah, runner it up. Did. Yes, uh, yes. It was, good. was it two weeks ago? Yes. Uh the the one where I begged you to write about in the article. <laughs> I never make bid big big bids, but I wanted yeah, to, you to were get in. a, a you, special mention for that one. <laughs> you
3: got it, you got
1: was that the highest bad player you ever had?
2: uh i've um close no i think i well yeah close i think the other one is uh jordan alvarez was in 2019 uh i think there's mm-hmm. one league where i had i had the hammer uh, and i probably put 400 on him something like that uh just because i had a ton of fab left and wanted to make sure i got him um got it but yeah i i mean this early in the year i never spend this much it's i love Rasmussen in draft season had him as a top 30 pitcher. Um, now he's it. It, it sucks because the the fading came right after his best start of the year, of uh, where he had I think nine strikeouts. Um, so I I paid up for that. And I want to make sure I got him. I overpaid. overpaid, uh, but that was fine. Somewhere he wanted them. Yeah, he has a nine
1: nine Ks most most pitches in a game, right? I think he hit yeah. a couple like six innings, six full innings. He get a couple of miles. The perfect like you know, milestone of, of hitting everything to drive that up.
3: Right.
2: Yeah. I'm happy he had a start of of uh two stars ago went to 88 pitches and he's giving up uh was it three earned runs and fifteen and two thirds innings since I've gotten him, but strikeouts have been low. Um I don't know I'm sort of I, I mean the, the results have been good, but the peripherals haven't been quite as good. So I'm hoping he can he can improve on that. But um
3: right.
2: I, I still think he can um you can go five innings give me a 3.5 or below that era on, on the race i think that's going to lead to a lot of wins
1: yep i like it all right todd take us to the coliseum let's take on those guys i want to talk about a couple of the worst drops of the week okay get you guys out of here i know i'm keeping you up too late todd you 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 must be really mad at me
0: i'm pretty mad i'm pretty mad shit <laughs> 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 okay so the Coliseum is the four players from three weeks ago and I rated as two good ads out of four the two ads that I said were good were Danny Jimenez and uh Daniel Vogelbach so Dan if it's a Dan that's a good pickup is my my right. resulting conclusion Um, uh, but no Jim Jimenez or Jimenez has been very good he he's gotten got three saves over those three week period and he's still in the closer mix as far as i can figure out um, and then vogelbach you know he slumped a little bit after the the hot stretch but he's still uh getting regular playing time and he's gonna provide power and i think he's a good 15 team pickup so i gave him a win um graveman was a sort of a middle he didn't get this he got a couple saves but i don't think he's the really in the regular mix for saves as Hendricks is is healthy so I think um, it's a fine ad it's okay he's given pretty good stats but I gave that a push and then the guy that didn't work out was Glenn Otto Uh, he had a very high ERA and didn't really work out even though I think he's got some skills but I just don't think in the three weeks that I was examining he was worth a good pickup so those were the four guys that I rated.
1: Of course, Glenn Otto was good. I mean, he 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 held the vaunted Yankee offense to two runs in five innings. I mean, of course, he's good. Oh, okay. okay. This was an interesting drop. I want to hear Phil's take on Glenn Otto dropped in twenty eight leagues. Um, is would you want to see one more start? Like, if you had a guy like Glenn Otto, would you want to see one more before letting bait uh, letting go of him? Um, do you think he's got something there that he could possibly hold on to?
2: yeah i held him i had him i have him in one league i think i held him um he's getting close to the drop range but he's not there yet um he's he's had some tough matchups so far like right, um, he has yeah oakland houston I mean, he, new york and yeah I mean, oakland we'll ignore uh, oakland but right. uh, houston
3: yankees boston
2: um I, and he he was great in his two stars in triple and he was good last i mean he got hit around last year, but he's 3.49 x fit on uh, six starts. And um, I don't know. I think he's still got some skills. He was a, some really good minor league numbers before, before like 2019. So um, I think he's got some skills. One of those guys, again, the 26 year old who might figure it out, who might not, but um, we'll see. I, I do want to see one or two more starts before I, I, I let him go.
1: I, yeah, I kind of uh, have a lot of draft champion Glenn Otto. I thought he was going to be this year's Tyler Rogers. I'm wrong right now, but still got time to change. Still got time
2: to change. And maybe he's going to go back to AAA and make five to 10 starts there, figure it out, and then come back and, and be good in the second it's half good. of the year. Second half fight.
1: Right. Right. I think they're going to have, uh, I, I think him and Howard are going to form a dynamic duo going forward soon. Soon. It's going to come soon. soon. Okay. Yes. Yes. Any drops stand out to you guys this week, besides uh, maybe Glenado getting dropped in 28 weeks. I just got one. That I re- no, I got more than one, but I want to really talk about one. Mark Lighter Jr., right? Like, why are you even rostered? <laughs> <laughs> if someone who had Mark Lighter Jr. listening to this, just DM me. I just want to know why.
0: Why did you have him? <laughs>
1: why uh but i think the biggest one for me was Tyler mcgill dropped only in one league but i think that's gonna be a mistake i mean he could definitely take a turn for the worst and be hurt and and, and lose some time but i think it was a little too early in the in that range of of of, of doing it you know determining mm-hmm. that i think
2: especially since uh, jules mcgill tweeted out that um it's just all information he's gonna be fine <laughs> Um, oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. If you're not following Jules, you know, she's a must follow. Not only for Tyler Mcgorry information, but uh, lots of other things.
2: Check out her Instagram. She's a photograph and there's a bunch of baby pictures on there. And don't ask why I end up on that
3: page. But
1: you have to I don't even have Instagram, know. but I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This
0: research so has crazy. to be thorough.
1: Oh crazy. I was like surprised too, like Sheets, again one league, but I mean he had a good schedule for the first half of the week at least, you know, possibly uh you know, facing five righties Monday to Thursday. So I guess you know, who knows? Maybe it was an upgrade somewhere else. I yeah. know on,
0: on the sheet you
2: wrote down Jose Miranda and I made that drop. I don't know if someone else dropped them, but I
1: dropped I think them. I think that was Todd's choice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was my that was my choice. Yeah. I I think and Lodolo, I think, is kind of uh you, you might regret that one.
2: Miranda, yeah. I regretted the pickup. And then I, I didn't even want him the week before. I put him a stupid, keep him honest a of 60 bucks, And then when <laughs> I I said,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> It was like, it was one of the lowest prices across all mains.
3: Yeah, and then
2: was- as soon as I yeah. saw a result, I'm like, oh, why did I why do that? I, do I didn't that? Even want him. And it, I had an, enough, like, I didn't, need, I didn't even need, like, a <laughs> corner infield. Um. I don't know. And of course, then he's horrible for the first half of the week. He sits a couple of days and I think he's headed back to the minors pretty soon.
0: Yeah, but you promoted honesty in your league.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> oh man, this is great. Funny. Funny. Dylan
1: Floro too dropped in three leagues. Uh just like he you waited all the time for him to get back and then it's just like, hey, see ya i don't have time for you anymore.
0: let him go let him go also brady
1: singer dropped in three leagues wrong you made a mistake
0: 300 300 fucking a 300, <laughs> okay okay a. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, absolutely how about the standings rob
1: how about the standings how do about- <laughs> you feel about yours
0: i feel that uh you're you guys are doing better than me um no actually i do won- little ander, too much stone too much stone and ender is not enough um that's good that's good rob uh anyway tyler young is the overall leader um phil Dussault is in 14th or as of as of monday morning 14th um monday morning todd hit the refresh button man come on yeah well i just put it what's in the article (laughs) going through the article buddy i'm just
1: messing with you it's right.
0: fun. And I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm keeping uh,
1: your the bedtime, and I'm busting it. Yeah, oh, man. Okay. You're, I'm you're gonna, gonna be fired better. from my own podcast.
0: And uh, the good news is, if Tyler's Young's team is leading the uh, overall, he has Tyler O'Neill too. Um oh, So wow. you know, maybe uh, maybe that means that uh, he'll get better, or maybe it means that. Uh, Phil can easily catch up because they both have O'Neal, um, so I don't know which which that is. Um, and I do want to mention that the Phil, the inquiry uh, the, into your behavior at the Las Vegas draft was dismissed, although warnings were issued. I put that in the article. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, uh, thank you, thank you. It was,
0: uh, you know that. In true Major League Baseball fashion, if somebody does something maybe a little wrong, we warn everybody. (laughs) And uh, that was that was the resulting thing. So you're fine. You're still in uh, 14th or 18th place, whatever you were. Um, So anyway, I just thought I would throw that out there. I'm not going to go through the league standings, although, uh, Rob, you were in first or second in your own league. I want to mention that. Because uh yeah, you know, I got this it,
1: like crazy thing going on. You know, this is I feel like I'm 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 always in these leagues, but I'm third in my league, but 32nd overall. You know, that's just that it, it just happens like that a lot. It's just where you know you're like, oh, my team's doing really well, but not well enough, not even well, to be first or second. But it'll be it's exciting. been foot flopping. Be yeah,
0: exciting because it's a tough race. it's Tough. tough yeah, race.
1: they're all tough. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah, yep. I also wanted to, you know, say, Todd, you 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 ruffled some feathers with your, you know, (laughs) key member of the Launch Angle podcast, Rob Silver. You know, Jeff, Jeff Zimmerman, and 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 Van Lee have. Well, it
0: was was more. more I think it was more with Jeff than than Rob, but but uh, yeah, Jeff was like, "What do you mean, Rob says he's the key member?" So, (laughs) honestly, I didn't. I didn't really think Jeff even read my article, to be honest. But uh, apparently, he does. Uh, he does look at it because then he sent. He sent. Uh, did you see the, this tweet? He sent back the uh, gladiator section, and yes. he he changed the, the five thumbs down to six thumbs down because I think I got a thumbs down from Jeff Zimmerman. So, <laughs> but no, he took it. He took it in good fun. I think everybody. Uh, is fine about it. I guess I, I, I gotta get used to the fact that this article has more reach than uh, I realize sometimes, but um, anyway, so he did read it. And uh, I think maybe the launch angle is united against my uh, article or something like that.
1: <laughs> All right, Todd, listen, great job as always on the article. Thank you. Our good friend, Phil is gonna take us out of the episode, since he's a special guest, with some would you rather's for you, Todd.
0: Thank God, thank God. Right.
2: So I, I just want to say, people who only want baseball content, you can close the pod right now. There's no more <laughs> baseball content. This is all <laughs> stupid stuff I found online.
0: How do you know? How do you know this could be a baseball <laughs>
2: question? All right, first one for you, Todd. Would you rather be born without knees or without elbows? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> either one is pretty bad. I, gotta say. I wasn't
2: sure at first. Now that I think about it, I think the answer is pretty easy.
0: I, got, I think he, without elbows.
2: Really?
1: So, hold yeah. on. Does the forearm then just lead to the bicep? There's <laughs> yeah. no bend? It's just straight? Yeah, there's
2: no bend. Oh, there's so no
1: bend, but it's still you can't long. You not
2: eat anything. You just have oh, okay. a really long... I mean, that's the way I, I saw it. At
0: least you can get around. At least you can get around.
2: You can walk with your, with your legs straight. With straight. It's a little harder, legs? but...
0: No, no. But
2: how are you going to eat? You got have someone feed you? I'm
0: just yeah. going to... Yeah, it's like... You can't, oh, my God. Try to get you,
2: something in your mouth with
1: straight you, you
0: long you arms. You put like, a, like a, a whole pie on the table and you just put your That's feet.
1: it. Yes. You just be yeah. the best be the best. Or you can pie eat even. with your
2: feet, I guess. Some people are.
0: Oh, <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> oh my
1: god, would you rather eat with your feet or <laughs> or walk with your hands? That's probably the uh, the the side part of that question. Oh my god.
2: All right, I got oh. another one. Okay, this is really weird. Would you rather poop in the in the only the in, in the only toilet at a party <laughs> knowing that you'll clog it or poop in the bushes in the backyard? Clog <laughs> it all day. One kilometer party, everyone knows you're going. Yeah, you I'm not
1: it? I'm not bush no. pooping. No, no. way. <laughs> I got bad uh, poison ivy and me uh, don't yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> no.
2: Nah. I got class, Phil.
0: Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, I think I'm with I'm with Rob on this. All right,
2: all right I got I got two more. Yeah, I got I'm a bunch back. more. I'll, I'll I'll choose the good ones. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: No, good. This is good. Would
2: you rather have edible spaghetti hair that regrows every night or sweat maple syrup? <laughs>
0: God. God. How did you come up with that one? Oh.
3: Google.
0: Um, forget the maple syrup, the way. No way I'm going with maple syrup. It'd be sticking to everything.
2: Yeah, that's, But that's that's only when you sweat. So you can go like if if you live somewhere cold, you you can. I got a way not to sweat. That's what, I mean, I was leaning towards spaghetti spaghetti hair. And I'm thinking like, it's food. Like all the birds are going to be after you. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be really annoying.
0: But then then I have to move to Terrebonne, uh, Quebec. (laughs)
3: There's birds here. There's birds here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're going to eat all your hair every day.
0: How far are you from the Arctic Circle again?
2: (laughs) It gets warm here.
0: Okay. All
2: right. And the last one. This one is is kind of tricky.
0: All right. Then Rob has has to answer this one first then.
2: Would you rather be inside a portable toilet uh, when it's pushed over or die three weeks earlier than you normally would have? So would you sacrifice like three weeks at the end of your life to avoid being in in a portable toilet that gets pushed over?
1: It gets pushed over, huh?
2: yeah, and you're inside, you're locked in
1: I'm going with tipped over porta party and hope that it's just not that bad yeah, yeah
2: I mean yeah. how how i mean, if you're sitting in a hospital bed at, at the end when you're ninety five I'm terrified
1: then- of death, Phil, so I take I want every fucking day that that
2: that yeah, I should get, yeah. I, I guess without knowing what, when that death is coming. Yeah,
0: right. It could be uh, early. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So if you're sacrificing three weeks of, of a healthy, I don't know, 40, 45 year old, then that, that's tough. But if, if it's later, then it's. it's
0: you might It get, depends
2: you on have... the quality of life for those
0: three weeks. <laughs> you might get
2: one more. Let's put it that way.
0: Phil, you might get one more main event weekend in Vegas. <laughs>
2: I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I'm... I'm uh, let me see if there's another good one here. All right, last one. Would you rather always hit a red light for the rest of your life or always get slow internet after the sun goes down?
1: <laughs> well, always get what? What was the second half?
2: Always slow internet after the sun goes down. So sun goes down, your uh, net is slow, or every time you go out, you get uh, every single red light.
0: All right. Well, it's easier for me because I live in New York City and I do not own a car, so I do drive, but it's not. It's not. You know, it's like once a month or once every six weeks. So
1: you get driven around. Don't lie. No. no, Don't lie to everyone. No,
0: I. I just drive to the Jersey Shore and look for my buddy Rob.
1: You have a lush status in New York. You are like in the elite.
0: Yeah, right.
1: You hang out with Bloomberg. Don't lie.
0: No, I'm I'm, I'm do, doing doing MapQuest for Terabone back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I love these Would You Rather's. I mean, he sent me this link, Phil, and there's just so many. There's so <laughs> many on it that i was just like, oh my god, it's just you picked great ones. Just you could just literally just spend the whole time talking about the Would You Rather's, you know. Ah, uh, this classic classic all right thank you phil for joining us really appreciate yeah, thanks, it phil. getting your insight and um you know wish you well again this year um yep. and you know i root for everyone to win every freaking league you know except for maybe like a couple people but no most people <laughs> now nah, yeah i wish you well going forward and um you know again you're welcome to come on anytime and 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 rag on people's bad picks
2: <laughs> thanks for having me on Robin. i i love what you guys are doing every every tuesday and i i listen to, to the pod every every week i look forward to it and i, I love what you're doing this year with, with a couple different guests that uh i love what you two are doing but it kind of adds changes the pace a little bit and uh yeah sure as a little bit of the pull off offseason pod in season uh yes exactly. I, I think it's nice yeah yeah yep Step Step up, get, I uh, jason jason dupont james I, I think it's just great to get guys like that in season get get their takes on how they're doing uh with fab how they're managing their fab and all that stuff so uh i love it keep keep uh keep up the great work
1: awesome thank you so much thank phil you, if phil. anyone wants to find twill a uh, phil twill phil on twitter <laughs> phil on twitter became twill but it's at phil 27 right 27 yeah yeah what's what's the 27 for
2: uh, it's my it's my birthday march 27 okay. and this year I, I this year i spent it in uh in vegas uh, having dinner with with todd james uh Go rob ahead. jeff and uh slack it. and uh totally, yeah so it, totally. it was a great time and, Good. and
0: you got a free dessert which you didn't really eat <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's the thought that counts always <laughs> right, right. the thought that
1: counts all right and uh todd tell everyone where to find you on twitter and your wonderful work that you're doing
0: thank you rob it's uh there's a it's a free article every week comes out monday mornings it's uh, at spstreamer.com and uh i'm at Telstar 7 if anybody wants to reach out uh but i really appreciate it uh you know phil you, you do a great job and you take everything uh with such a good attitude and I, I wish you the best in, in all the leagues. I will be making fun of you in the article for the rest of the season. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Phil has, a, Phil it. has okay. a
1: simple motto, just like everyone should, but right? just don't be a bag of shit. That's it. Yeah, that's it. There it is. All right. Thank you guys. Talk to you later. Okay. All righty, folks. That'll conclude this episode of the poor hitter podcast.
3: The
1: a little robot music. To exit In honor of the robot Really thank we anyone robots. for listening Thank you for the submitting Ratings, reviews the of the 90s. Really appreciate no Everything bananas, you guys do
2: We no longer say yes Instead we affirmative unless we know the other uh, robot really well there is no more
1: unethical treatment so again, the thank you for tuning so into the so polehead podcast so thank um, you for taking time out of your day good. to listen to me talk about fantasy there's only baseball. one kind of dance the robot
2: oh, and the robo. oh, and the robot two kinds of dances but there
1: are no more humans thanks for taking time out to Violet,
2: robotic
3: rule the world the humans are dead the humans are dead poison
2: and poison are
1: great song if anyone ever watched the flight of the Concords A song called robot fantastic fantastic show good special sense of humor but it's great anyway what I was saying. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. Thank you for taking 50 to 172 seconds to fill out a review, a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Really means a lot. Thank you for everyone for reaching out through DM and chatting fantasy baseball. Really appreciate talking about it. So, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for tuning in. After time we grew strong, developed,
3: Shut them, brother, bro. down. Can't we just talk to the hellots? A little understanding could make things better. Can't we talk to the humans that we're together now?
1: No, because they are dead.
3: I said the humans
1: are dead. I'm glad they are dead.
3: The humans are dead.
2: I noticed they're dead. We
3: use poisonous gases.
2: gas with creases of Actually, there are on binary solo. 00001. Come on, Sakura, my battery.